Let the great experiment begin! Do it. Okay, so you're an inquisitor. That don't impress me much. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. That song fucking rules. It is a good one, <laughs> to say the least. I remember being a kid. My mom got super into pop country in the nineties, and I oh, yeah? fucking hated it. But now listening to every song that she listened to, oh, oh, I'm into it. You can't go wrong with Shania. <laughs> no. Oh, she is a good one. Uh, welcome to the Clone Cast. Welcome to the Clone Cast. Now what we do here is we're watching and reviewing. I'm Adam. Oh, yeah. I'm Tom. <laughs> I'm, I'm Tom. I'm Tom. That's Adam. Wait a second. I think Shania wants to tell us something. Hold on. Okay. So you got a spinny fucking dual-bladed lightsaber. That don't impress me much. <laughs> yeah. Got the moves Got the touch. Okay. I don't want to just listen to it. That's really good. <laughs> it really is. Now, did you know that this is the international version? There's an international version? Yeah, I kept tripping across apparently the album version in America. Not nearly as good. Really? I mean, it's good, but it doesn't have the... It's not overly produced like this one is. Oh, okay. And I quite prefer... I was going to say, did she bring up, like, miles and yards? Is that why they have to have an international version? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) It just appeared to have more synth in it. Oh, okay. And you could always use more synth. Um, Okay, yeah. Where were we? Welcome to the Clone Cast. I'm Tom. I'm Adam. There we go. We got it that time. What we do here is we're going through chronological order. We're hitting up all those Rebels. That Star Wars Rebel show. We're watching it in chronological. We're watching that goddamn Rebel show. But first what we do is we bullshit for 20 to 40 minutes. And then we get right on into right. that episode. When we get in there. Um, but yeah, so this is the bullshit portion of the program. Um, what's going on here? You want to just talk about how awesome Shania, Shania Twain is for the next 40 minutes? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Not gonna lie, that wouldn't be so bad, to be honest. I mean, I'm really pissed off. There was a there was at a local bar music venue in the Twin Cities, there was a Shania Twain like tribute band that went up. What was their name? I can't Damn remember. It. I can't remember. But I like I was planning on going and I completely spaced it. Really? Just like this last weekend, I was planning on going to at the same place there was a Elton John Billy Joel tribute. Oh, band. is that that one thing you sent me? Yeah. Yeah. And I was planning on going, but I ended up like completely forgetting about it and I was like doing work at the yard all day. So Yeah, you would have just ended up assaulting the Billy Joel guy when he tried to belt out Piano Man. I don't well, yeah. Piano yeah. Man, yes, but I think I like Billy Joel a lot more than I originally thought I did, so Adam is now the foremost Billy Joel fan in America. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm going to move to Long Island and drive my car into the side of a house. <laughs> uh, you'll marry a supermodel, <laughs> but you'll develop a serious case of alcoholism. 
and you'll just start driving into every house on Long <laughs> Island. <laughs> uh, let me try this. Hold on. I'm going to try this. This could be horribly bad. Okay. So you got a... Baby, you got a stew going. I don't impress me much. Let's try this. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Okay. Okay. I'm going to try it. Hold on. Let's see if we can do this. Okay. So you're. You know who you are? That don't impress me much. <laughs> I'm going to try again. I'm going to try. And then we'll, I swear we'll start the show. All right. Uh, okay. So you know who you are? Even Steve. That don't impress me much. <laughs> <laughs> This is the new clone cast. I told you. <laughs> I'm bringing out new things. We're all trying, country, all the time. All country, all the time. We're, we're retiring some old. Uh, we're going to retire some old sound effects. And we're going we're gonna to bring in some new ones. I will tell you that Old Bear. Old Bear. He likes the honey. <laughs> <laughs> and. Heart attack never stopped Old Big Bear. I didn't even know we were calling him Big Bear. <laughs> That's absolutely not going anywhere. That's that's a season two mainstay. That's we also, staying right here. This is also season two mainstay. Surely you jest. <laughs> <laughs> this is we introduced this about a month ago, but we're keeping. He's be popping and scatting, and I'm looking at. <laughs> <laughs> How about this one? Do we keep this one? What's the deal with politics? <laughs> I don't get it. Am I right, people? Yeah, that one stays. Yeah, yeah it's election season. We're gonna be, we're gonna get. To it sooner or later. Now, 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 this one here. This one's been around for a while. It's what just a tasty sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time to retire it. We'll have to, well, you know, I'm running out of buttons here. Yeah. You, well, we you can retire, it, retire but, it. Well, we can retire it, but it's coming back when we need oh, it. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it'll be, it's not going to be deleting We're it. We're not putting it in the rafters. All right, now, this is a tough one. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's a tough one. <laughs> it's actually related to Star Wars. <laughs> I know. Uh, I guess we'll keep that one. How about Even Steven? Should we keep Even Steven? You know who you are? Even Steven. I think that one we can retire. We can retire it? Yeah. It's retired. Okay. Uh, oh, this is this is the heyday. This is when we first started hitting buttons. Oh, it's a big man. A big man. Thumbs up, thumbs down. I would say retire it unless... We get a Snivian. We get a Snivian. Then we're in trouble. We definitely don't got any Snivians in this fucking episode. No! <laughs> the species is yeah. kind of a one lane there. Yeah, those fucking Athorians, man. They're, they're like all gremlins. over the fucking place. No, they're like a mogwai that you get some water on, and they're just everywhere. Fire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you get some water on Gizmo, next thing you know, you're shooting furballs oh, over his back for 20 it. minutes straight. We're going to talk about it. I, I'm convinced that it's just the same three Athorians that yeah. just somehow revolved around that group. There was an extremely special appearance, and I don't know if you noticed it, but I'm going to make a big fucking deal out of it. Okay. A big deal. I can't wait. I... Yeah! <laughs> I rewound it at least four times like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. No way. And it's just lazy animation. Yeah. But it made my day. All right. This is the type of thing that I could build a whole backstory off, like on card. <laughs> this could be the new. This could be Rebels on card. Yeah. Moment. Um. Anyway, what's going on here? Yeah, I don't know. How's it How's it been going the last week? I don't know. What's new? Anything I new? I, you know, I got a. Uh, I've 
been fiddling around with my Tatooine set, making some minor adjustments. Oh, she is a beaut. Yeah, I need more toys, though. I need more Legos. I'm running low. I got to build something. What's the next one? I don't know what the next wave is. I think right now I'm really in the phase of just liking to say, what's the next wave? I really like using that word wave. Yeah. It's a good word. So once I get over that, then I think we'll pick up the next wave. I do love the fact that when I first started pitching you on like, <laughs> like you should get the R2 model or the, the BB-8 Lego set because they got plaques too. Yeah. Y- you were a purist and you're like, yeah, but that's not a UCS. I need UCSs. And I was oh, like, we well, need- it's got the plaque. Yeah. And you're like, nope, it's not technically a UCS. I swear, they could throw a plaque in a like a box of just like a... <laughs> You know those kid sets that are like four plus? Yeah. They could put it. No, they could put a plaque in a fucking Duplo set. And I'd probably be like, well, it's got a plaque. We should probably get it. I'm happy you finally come around. Oh, I love the plaque. (laughs) Anybody else out there love plaque? (laughs) A big plaque guy. (laughs) I love plaque so much. I never go to the dentist. (laughs) Plaque. That's stupid. Um, Did you make it to Cedar Cliff at all? No. God. No, I didn't. I didn't make way as far as the mall. Okay. Um, I guess we could do a collectible corner, though. I got a bit of a funny one. All right. You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Now, come on. Get to it. We have lots of that. Nothing can make me change my mind. You'll have to sell your speeder. I would like to see the baby. My collection. Alrighty, collectible corner. Hold on, let me try this. What's the deal with politics? <laughs> I don't get it. This is a whole new phase for me. I'm really, I'm relearning. This is baby steps for me here while I try to perfect this. Alright, I think I got it. Here we go, here we go. Okay, so you're... Hold on, hold on. That don't impress me yeah. I'll get it sooner or later. Yeah, I'll perfect it. Then we'll start dropping those in there left and right. <laughs> it was a really good idea when I came up with it. It's just I got to eat. So you made it to the Lego store. Huh? You made it to the Lego store? Oh, this is taking a turn. I did go to the Lego store. Not that impressed. Okay. Not that impressed. I did look at the Razor Crest, but it's not. It didn't even. It didn't even. Like, if I'm the Grinch on it, like, my heart grew no sizes looking okay. at it. I was just kind of like, it is not the time nor the place. <laughs> that AT-AT, though. Oh, it's screaming. It's a looker. Yeah, I think I really do want a sand crawler, though. But anyways, I do have a collectible to present, um, and it's from my mom. <laughs> oh, so this is a Christmas Mary, came early yeah, this year. This is a Merry special. Um, I wouldn't say this is a Christmas gift, but I'm going to have you close your eyes and uh, I'm going to get it. OK, and I'll, right. I'll reveal it to you. OK, OK. Is it in this room? All right. (laughs) So she's like, I saw this at a craft store, and I just, I had to get it for you. So here you go, Adam. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually fucking awesome. So it's like. That's really cool. It's like a bedazzled canvas. That's awesome. Star Wars, and it has like jewels that form Darth Vader. It's like those little sparks. It's 
It's literally like, uh, I don't know, something that uh, a very artistic young woman would make. Yeah, <laughs> it's really cool. But she's like, I'm going to frame it. She was going to make a frame for it. Look and at how like, it glistens. I know, it's great. It's just, But she's like, I'm going to make a frame for it. So she made this frame, but as you'll notice... <laughs> <laughs> she left the sides and she's like well then you can see all the information about it and it's literally it's literally just like the company name and stuff it's like a color code yeah for a printer. Like, well, did you want me to adjust it i'm like no just leave it That's thank you awesome. just leave it so it looks funny but yeah so <laughs> i'm for it i think it's awesome yeah. so we'll have to hang that up somewhere um but yeah so it's a it's a bejeweled darth vader <laughs> Very exciting. It's a um, nice collectible. It's nice when your mom thinks of you. Yeah. Oh, she's always grabbing Star Wars knickknacks. <laughs> she loves looking for Star Wars knickknacks. Um, she did get another collectible, too, when she was out thrifting. Do you want to see that? Do you want me to close my eyes? Close again? your eyes. All right. Okay, so you can open them. Um, this is the Enterprise from Star Trek, and it's a telephone. <laughs> It's in great condition, and I'm actually considering getting a landline. I was just gonna now, say, if just only because... we still use landlines. But no, it's like it's it's fun. Yeah, you know. Uh, so cool. yeah, it's a, it's the original NCC one seven zero one Enterprise from the original series, and it's a it's actually a telephone. So I do remember being <laughs> I remember being a kid and watching like sitcoms, and anytime there was a phone that looked like something else, yeah. I thought that was like peak luxury. Oh, wait, I mean, in, in like, 1992. The ESPN, like, football phone? The football phone. Oh, God, dude. I wanted a cool phone so bad. And then as you got a little bit older in teenagers, you wanted a really good wireless phone. Yeah. So you wanted one that was, like, at minimum 2.4 gigahertz. Yeah. Man, at, when I worked at Walmart, we had an entire row of wireless phones. Yep. Absurd. <laughs> What a weird, wild world that was. That's still not as weird as when I was, oh, God, I must have been like six or seven. And my mom, it was still a corded phone, but she wanted to walk around while she was talking on the phone. So she got a phone cord that was like 20 feet long. Yeah. You remember those ones? Oh, yeah. 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 Like if you were in, if you wanted to rearrange your bedroom as a kid, but you only had the phone jack on one side of the room. You get that long old cord there. You run that. Stretch it out. <laughs> Stretch it across. Put a rug over it. No one will ever know. Um, but yeah, so my, so yeah, we got an Enterprise phone and a uh, a Darth Vader bejeweled. It's a decent haul. It's something. Yeah. It's something else. Um, yeah, but no big collectibles uh, to report. I mean, obviously. You're going to have to pick it up because I'm. it's going to be a while since until I buy another collectible. Why? I've I've reached a point where I'm like, there's a bunch of shit coming due that I need to pay for. Like, uh, it's fall now, so I don't have a leaf blower. So I just went out and spent a shitload of money on a leaf blower. And then also, like, I need new tires before winter. So, yeah. and I looked it up, truck tires are pretty expensive. So yeah, I'm going to be spending a lot more than I wanted to on that. And then my fence was falling down, so I'm, like, repairing that. So it's just, like, one of those moments where, like, everything's coming together where I'm, like... So you're saying, hey, Tom, go waste money because I have nothing to say during Collectible Corner. Yes! I need to live vicariously through you. I'm so high right now. (laughs) 
I'm getting high way too much. Yeah, you like you really took a turn with that. It's not it's you got the gummies, but now you got like a tincture. Oh, <laughs> I suck it down like candy. Yeah, it's a citrus berry tincture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 85 yeah. milligrams. Now, if you use a full thing, it's going to only be 2.5. It's not going to do much for you. You got to you really. <laughs> he just drank it. Let's get nuts. <laughs> How much did you drink? Gulp. <laughs> <laughs> Just finish it at that point. I think that's got to be it. Yeah. I don't know. It seems fine though. It's a. It's a. It's a kind of a blend. Oh, there's still a little. Bit. <laughs> it's kind of like a blend of a. Uh... It's a sativa blend. Okay. So I've noticed that this particular blend just kind of chills me out. I was going to I can never keep it straight. Sativas, that's the chill one. Indica's the... Yeah, but then I watched a five-minute YouTube video that dispelled <laughs> all, of my, all of those notions. All of them. They've all been dispelled. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm a little more chill on that blend. And the, versus what I get on the gummies where I'm just more laughy. Yeah. But now I'm just kind of like, hey. I've now, relegated, like, me getting high. Just It's been relegated to, like, late at night when Brie goes to bed. I'll, like, take something just while I'm up. And then I'll, like, do dishes and housework and listen to podcasts. Yeah. But how I know it's working is when I'm listening to a podcast and I, like think that i'm discovering an unspoken thing between the hosts and then it's like oh oh i'm just high yeah like oh i think they're mad no, at this a, person like, i when i get high i've really noticed that there is like a seminal moment when you're high where you don't think about it but the instant you think about it you realize just how high yeah. you are i think i said something along those lines last week but like for me it was you got here i was out walking the dog so you were in here uh and when i came inside the body high that I had, because it's a little chilly out, so the body high as my body temperature was, as my skin, my epidural layer was adjusting to the warmer indoor air, I was just like, whoa, something's not good. It's not, you know, really high. Well, I did say before we started recording, it's like, well, we're, we've we come due for you to have a bad experience and then to swear it off for the next 10 years or something like that. What if this is just me now? What if I'm just high guy? I'm not complaining. I don't know. I feel like right now I'm low energy high, though. I don't like this sativa blend. Okay. Ah, uh, you, you, you have it. I don't want it. I'll take it. You want it? Here, yeah, you can finish it off. That stuff's horseshit. I'm getting the Indica next time. I'm going to be jumping off the walls. Um, well, it's we, only a matter of time before it actually gets fucking legalized, and then you can go and yeah, talk to somebody about it. Like, I have to eat some. I'm, by the time they legalize this shit, I'm going to be eating, like, an entire bottle of gummies to feel anything. <laughs> it's like, you're going to go into, like, diabetic shock if you fucking try to get high off these goddamn five milligram gummies. Yeah. You're going to yourself it is weird though it's like it's one substance that i feel like it really has disproven everything that i was taught in dare oh because, yeah like i will like eat a gummy or like smoke something and then i'll be good for the next like two months yeah and then like just randomly i'll be like yeah fuck it i'll do it again yeah the gateway drug thing doesn't hold up and also on no. top of that like i all right now i would never do heroin but I would tell you this much. Like, I would be more prone to doing heroin when I'm really drunk versus when I'm really high. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So just like on a base level of what a gateway drug is. Yeah. I feel like alcohol is far worse for you. Yep. 
Alcohol, like, I, sorry. I mean, if you if you have an issue with weed and you drink, you have the most ass-backwards <laughs> worldview. <laughs> like, if you drink, but you have an issue with people smoking pot, like, so basically you're probably a conservative. Yeah. Um, fucking good Lord. Like, just take a deep breath. Do something, like, get outside. That's That's a touch grass moment. Yeah. Good Lord. Like, how do people that drink have an issue with weed? The propaganda works, my friend. It really does. I'm sorry. Like, I, you know, don't don't get high and drive. And obviously don't drink and drive. But, like, I'll trust somebody who's high behind a wheel before I ever fucking trust somebody who's yeah. drunk. Oh, alcohol, man. It's a vice. <laughs> Speaking of a vice, this, uh, this segment has become a vice around our necks. Just gripping us slowly. It's time to pick the Sega Bass Fishing sound effect of the week. Um, Adam, give me a number between 1 and 176. I will say 112. 112. All right. 112. Okay. Clip 112. Let's take a listen, shall we? The biggest bass you've caught. <laughs> yeah! Yeah! That's been the winner so far. Wow. The biggest bass you've caught. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Okay, so you gotta... The biggest bass you've caught. I don't impress me much. Yeah. So I love it! All right, so that's 112. I'm literally writing all of these down. So, so far, Adam has picked 3, 67, 69, the sex number, 85, 138, and 112. We got a lot to go. Yeah. <laughs> this is the best one. Oh. The biggest bass you've caught. That's really good. <laughs> Easily the best one thus far. All right. Very impressive. Very. So good. I saw that you set up a uh, nostalgia corner in your house, too. Oh, yeah, that was the dumbest thing I've ever done. Yeah? So I took a little table. <laughs> I moved, I even rearranged the living room a bit for this. I took a little table. I put all of my retro systems there, and I put a little TV, and I put a beanbag chair in front of it. I played F-Zero for 20 minutes, and I haven't touched it since. <laughs> <laughs> I came in first place on Mute City. Very exciting. Well, I'll just have to bring over my Dreamcast. We can hook that up to the thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now, I actually did even go as far as going to a, a thrift store and seeing if there was any, like, small CRT TVs. They didn't have any, and I was just like, fuck, I got this extra little 15-incher. Yeah. I do think I want to put a CRTV, CRT TV there. Yes. Yeah. Um, what does I, that stand for? Catharoid I ray did, tube? Or? In my neighborhood, I've driven by it twice now, but someone did. There's like two older TVs. Just sitting out front? Just sitting out front. Like Grab free. them! But I don't know if they work. I don't want to like go through that thing of like loading them and then like finding out they don't work. Well, I know if they don't work, I'll just take them to the thrift store and I'll drop them off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If they're still there when I go home, I'll grab yeah. them. You gotta pick them up. <laughs> <laughs> it's grifting the thrift store. I, there's a couple, I don't normally do it, but there's been a couple times <laughs> where I drop off an item. I go, <laughs> you gotta drive out of here. <laughs> you give him like, a, you give him just like a ratty fucking broom or something. <laughs> 
I don't think you're the only one with this, though. <laughs> it's just funny to think. It's just junk in your house that you're like, well, I'm not I'm not an animal. I'm not going to throw this away. I'm going to bring it to Goodwill, unload it on these, on these people that are getting paid minimum wage, and they can throw it away. Good. Then you don't have to get a you don't have to get shouldered with the guilt. No, you're doing a good thing. You're giving you're giving that old couch, you know, you're giving that soiled couch to somebody who needs. Yeah. It's like, oh, here's a uh, broken hamper. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's either that or it winds up floating in the Pacific Ocean. So. <laughs> Maybe somebody wants it. At least they can leave it inside the store for the time being. Yeah. You know. Dude, I haven't laughed that hard <laughs> in 20 years. That's the funniest. I don't know why. The thought of me rolling up like, here you go. Some broken, like, jewel cases. Oh, man. Maybe sativa is a good blend. Yeah, I was going to say. Oh, it's a good blend. Um, I don't know. What are we talking about? What are we? Do you got anything exciting that happened? No. Okay. I really don't. <laughs> I really wish I did, but I don't. You're less miserable. <laughs> You're just putting up fences. Well, seriously, like, I, do, I remember when I used to go out all the time. No, yeah, I don't know. And right. it doesn't happen anymore. But we do have a field trip coming up in a couple of days. Yeah, we do. It's going to be weird. It's going to be wild. It's going to be wacky. But when's stuff. the last time you've been to Acme? Acme is the local comedy club in Minneapolis. It's been a while. I honestly, I don't know. Okay. I don't remember. It's, I mean, I've been there, you know, quite a few times, but it's been a while. It's when Bree and I lived together in St. Paul before we moved away, we would go to Acme at least like at least once a month. A lot of the time it was more than that. But it got to the point where like we got to know like the managers and like the bartending staff and it got to the point where like we were getting comped every single time we went in there just yeah. because we were going in so frequently that the manager was like no you don't have to pay anymore just like we'll we'll have your name at the door but then we moved away and then came back new management not new management but it's just been so long and i'm not so i'm not entitled so i don't want to walk in there and be like no Seven years ago, you told me that I don't have to pay. You should just tell him you're Conan O'Brien. Because we moved away, and then we came back, and then it was COVID, so like that kind of like stopped us from going in there again. You ever go to the restaurant there? Uh, I've been once or twice. Sticks? Yep. Yeah, you get the sticks. Yeah, but they don't spell it awesomely like the band does. No, they don't. It's a very <laughs> sticks restaurant. Interesting name for a restaurant. But they have like the dinner package deal where it's like, oh, you get the you get the comedy and you get the dinner. Yeah, know. it's not I've a bad deal a for a date. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not bad. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I got a good steak there. It wasn't a Victorian fillet from Outback, but it was good. Yeah, it was a good steak. You're never gonna top that Victorian fillet from Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> so yeah, we have that going on on Thursday. I did mark my calendar. I missed the Elton John, Billy Joel tribute, but I did mark my calendar. There's a shitload of tribute bands like in town in the next few months. I have to come up with a lot of plans for reasons why I can't go to these things. El knows coming. <laughs> oh, they're back two day or two or three days before Halloween. They're, they're playing, playing Lee's Liquor yeah. Lounge. No, Lee's isn't there anymore. Why? They're putting up condos. Oh, they are. Yeah, uh, parking always sucks. It's anyways. valuable land. Is but that? No, 
It's by. It's right off of. It's where they burned down. It's like the, a weird part of downtown. Lee's, yeah. It was like it's. It's like the. It's like where you shoot a scene where like a drug deal goes down. Yeah, it's like it's it, just kind of vacant area. But it's weird because it's like two blocks away from Target Field. But yeah, it's but still it's still like an industrial like, park. Yeah, it, you like you can see downtown from there, but it just feels miles and miles away. Yeah, it's very. It's so like, they're not there anymore. They're playing at a new, a newer venue that I haven't been before. But it's like on the same block as the precinct that got burnt down during the George Floyd oh, riots. So it's in South so Minneapolis. It's on Lake Street. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Lake Street and Hiawatha. Lake Street and Hiawatha. Oh, that's Minneapolis, baby. Yeah. Yep. That's so you get a Minneapolis. Come? When is it? Uh, I think it's the 28th. It's the Friday before Halloween. Yeah, I'll probably stop by. They're having a uh, Jeff Lynn cos- costume contest. I think I might try it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Because all I got to do is, like, fluff out my hair a bit. Oh, I have, like, a tan suit that I You don't I have, wear. like, a wig? No. I don't need one. I'll just grow my hair out and fluff it out a bit. You only have like a week. I know. It'll <laughs> work. <laughs> okay. I don't think you're going to win. No. I think there'll be a guy with a wig. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. You'll look more like Kramer than you will. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, in addition to that, there was a... Uh, there's a Do you pro- think they'll play Jungle since it's Halloween coming up? And I don't know. This kind of... God, like, I hope so. Have they ever played Jungle? I think they have. They'll surprise you with, like, some deeper cuts. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Do they got anybody open them for them? I'm sure they do. I can't remember. Motel California? Not Motel California. Not this time. But there are a couple of other tribute bands that are coming to random other venues in the Twin Cities. Have you I've checked in on uh, Mr. Zero's Kiss touring schedule? No, but we need to. That'd be interesting. There is an ABBA cover band coming. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And they're playing, like, three or four nights, so we gotta go. Do you think Mr. Zeros does any of the slower kiss songs like Beth? Oh, I'm positive. Yeah. They they let their Peter Chris belt one? Yeah. Okay. The last time I went into Mr. Zeros, he was giving an interview to some DJ about Kiss. I remember so like that, yeah. he's very educated on the subject. Yeah, I do remember that. And he uh was yelled at by Gene Simmons like publicist or something. Something like, like that, that yeah. You can't you're you got to send Gene a thank you card or some <laughs> yeah, shit because yeah. Gene Simmons is a fucking psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> that dude sucks, man. Um, yeah. Cover band central. It's all coming up. Cover band. Can't wait. This is the winner of cover bands. Very exciting. Let's go. They're coming out of their COVID hole. And right now, let's make a commitment. We got to go to at least two before the first of the year. Does EL no count? No. Why? It's a cover band. No, that's the, that's your standards. So we got to find addition. Uh, is Tramps Like Us still around? They are. I don't. They they typically play the, the night before Thanksgiving, so Ooh. they might be popping up. That could be good. That was a hell of a show. Kids are home from college. Let's go see the Bruce Springsteen cover band. That's fun. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Oh, all right. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Should we? Uh, let's do this quick. <laughs> The Clone Cast, Clone Cast, a Nova Tweet of the Week. Alright, Tweet of the Week, it's been a while. We had a couple submissions, they were all Garrick. Um, <laughs> so I want to give a special shout out uh, to Coffee SL. Uh, he's got a backup account, but he got suspended for laughing at Steven Crowder 
Um, his account got suspended because he made fun of Steven Crowder's lung condition or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> he's got these bullies. That is the greatest reason to get suspended. He bullied Steven Crowder, so I am giving him honorary Peter of the week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a great reason to get your account deleted. <laughs> he's got a backup, though, so don't worry. Uh, still around, but it's just kind of funny that that's if you're going to get suspended, I can't think of a much better way to get your account deleted than making fun of Stephen Crowder. Yeah, it is the greatest. That guy fucking sucks. <laughs> um, so uh, there's one that Garrick posted to his Twitter circle that so it's more of a private one. So I, I'm not comfortable saying it, uh, but I showed it to you. And it might be the tweet of the century. Oh, it is. Yeah, it's funny. It's no contest that wins. Uh, but Garrick did have a couple other musings that I found uh, quite delightful. Just yesterday, he said, I'd like to think that if we were all on a sinking ship, y'all would let me get on a lifeboat first before everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> and he also predicted that episode seven of Andor is reportedly titled Bitch Better Have My Money. Okay, <laughs> so uh, shout out to Garrick. But I'm giving the tweet tweet of the week. I don't know what he said. Frankly, I don't care. <laughs> um, no, if you get banned for making fun of Stephen Crowder, yeah. that is Tweet of the Week. Yeah, so the Ves- the local Vesemir stand, coffee underscore SL, uh, is our is our Twitter tweeter of the week. He's our clone casting of a Tweet of the Week, even though he can't tweet because he's suspended. <laughs> but, hey, reach out to us. I'm curious what the actual tweet was. Um, the guy is suspended. Really? <laughs> Uh, that would be a tasty treat. Um, we also have this. Ah, look what we got here. A letter from Lorna. There's whiskey in the jar Okay, uh, so yeah, Lorna did reach out to us. Um, so we did get a check-in out Europe way. I'm still curious where Celine is. This I'm we I miss no word from France, but we got a word from Ireland. We got a word from Ireland, though, um, and it's very quick. It just says, "Ah, lads, how did you miss the chance to do hair to the empire?" <laughs> that is all, Lorna. That's really a good point. We talked about doing a hair segment because we're getting some good chops coming through, um, and I agree. I think we'll call it hair to the empire, so we will owe any residuals to Lorna. Yes, um, if we ever make this successful, Lorna gets all of the credit. Lorna gets all the credit. For, it's a, it, it writes itself. Yeah. It's brilliant. So, genius pun. Hair to the Empire will, when we get around to that segment. I know there's not a lot of good hair this week. Uh, there's some good hats. I was going to say. There's some strong hats. The hair gets the covered up but, this I mean, week. It's literally just like, after the first three minutes, it's like just a bunch of authorians. Yeah. So, they ain't got any hair. Um, but, yeah, so that was a check-in from Lorna out Ireland way. Um while we are in that region, do you want to get to your newest segment? What's my newest segment? Oh, that thing. Yeah, I forgot about that. We should probably do an update on that. Uh, yeah. He's beep-bopping and scatting, and I'm looking at I, I really liked that song for like a week. And I'm like, all right, that's enough. 
Uh, the Vikings won again going into the bye. So that's a 5-1 and one record just dwarfing. <laughs> <laughs> dwarfing their, like, 5-20 queen winning percentage. Yes. So the Vikes are riding high. Um, the Packers riding low ever since the queen died. Tom Brady riding low. Everybody's dropping off, but the Vikes are ascending. Post-queen world, it's all about the Vikes, baby. How did they look? Not good. I did not watch it, so I saw. I saw the last. It was. It was more of the same. It, I saw it's the, been the last same thing quarter every week. It's been the same thing. It was like, <laughs> holy shit, they look like a Super Bowl contender for about four or five drives, you know, in some stands, and then there's times where they just look completely lost. <laughs> and so, like once again, a game that had no business being that close was that close. <laughs> and like with three minutes left, you could finally breathe just a little bit. But then, so they intercept a pass. They go up 24 to 10 with, like, three minutes left. They give the ball back to him pretty quick. Miami goes down and scores immediately. They go for two for some reason, and they miss it. So they're only, but they're down by eight. They could go for two again. So then they try to kick, you know, this was in the span of, like, 30 seconds. This has been, like, three games yeah. this season, too, it's where absurd. it's been like this. So they made it interesting, but they ended up winning 24-16. to 16. So, I mean, 5-1 and one at the bye. Oh, you'll take that. You'll take yeah. that 10 times out of 10. That's good. I don't know, though. I just don't believe in them yet. How I, think, do we keep... I think they'll make the playoffs. At this point, it would be a travesty if they didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. Quarter of the way through the season. It's 5-1. Come on. Yeah. I don't know, though. Who I'm are not... we going to face, though, that, like, is just – Oh, coming guaranteed. out of the bye. Who, who are we going to face that guaranteed? We're like, oh, no, there's no way we're going to beat those guys. Buffalo's coming around the bend. Okay. Buffalo's strong. Very strong. Um, So Buffalo's coming up. We also have, I don't know, all of a sudden the game's against the New York team. Suddenly those teams are both 4-2. and two. I don't know, though. I mean, it's, it's, it's an odd thing. That's why the NFL is great, because you get parity all the time. There's always just, like, teams that, like, pop up one year. And it's like, holy shit. They got a team this year, and you had no idea that it was coming. Right. It's kind of like the Jets and the Giants right now. They're both winning teams. They've had a couple good wins, and you're like, these teams were supposed to suck. Yeah. <clears throat> so you don't know. Um, but at 5-1, and one, you would assume probably going to make the playoffs. I, you know, it's pretty tough to start 5-1 and not make the playoffs. So, Well, with the Queen dead, we got nowhere to go but up. And then take that winning percentage. It keeps, keeps skyrocketing, and the longer she stays dead – the higher our winning percentage watch, goes. <laughs> watch. Charles is going to die suddenly out of nowhere, and then we're just going to fucking tank. Yeah. <laughs> they sell the franchise. They sell the franchise and move it to Birmingham, Alabama. <laughs> just got this empty sand crawler of a fucking stadium sitting downtown just collecting dust. <laughs> um, Hang in there, Charles. <laughs> Those sausage fingers don't look very healthy, though. I don't know. You know? Yeah. Is he a healthy guy? I don't know. What do we know about his He's health? got some kind of condition with his fingers. I know that much. Is it just because he's wearing, like, his weird rings too tight? No, he has some kind of, like, condition where he has, like, water retention issues in his hands for some reason. What, is he drinking salt water? <laughs> like, what's he doing? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> oh, man. Those are some fucking nice-ass <laughs> yeah. fucking, you know. It's kind of Okay, like so you got to... You got these fucking sausage finger hands. Eventually, I'll find the sweet spot with that. <laughs> um, should we do the time warp? Yes. Okay. Time warp it is. Bop, bop, bop. Cheap out of bread. Okay. So, Future of the Force aired 
December 2nd, 2015. Fast approaching The Forced Awakens. Uh, oh, yeah. Right around the corner this time here. Uh, I was about to set myself free uh, from a, uh, the evangelical relationship. That was yep. uh, happening at the time. It was very moment. that they intersected so closely. Yeah. The Force Awoken in me. And I decided, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go to church. I like it when I'm an agnostic. The Force Awoken within me. It, it, it was very fitting. I am. Get yourself free, set yourself free, National American University, whatever. Do you remember that? Commercial? Oh, absolutely. It's a great commercial. Um, yeah, so Future of the Force, it's still the same fucking Adele song, and it's still Hunger Games Mocking Jay Part Jeez. Two. So we don't got any of that. Uh, we do have a couple clone cast recommends. Uh, who wants to go first? Uh, well, I guess we could just do me first. You want to go first? Sure. Okay, Adam's going first. What do you want to say about your song that you're recommending? There's here? not much. I've just, I went on a tear because a cover band's coming to a bar that I was like, all right, well, I could go to this one. I don't know if I'll make it, but it's a uh, prog rock cover band. So they're covering multiple bands. Is it's it Emerson, Lake, and Palmer? No, but. Is it yes? Oh, it might be. Is it be. Rush? <laughs> okay, you ready? Yeah. All right. Do you know this song? No. Oh, just wait. <laughs> just wait. Is this? Whoa! <laughs> 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 Frog Rock's hilarious. Frog Rock's the fucking best. <laughs> so weird. Listen to it. It's That's so great. fucking cool. It is cool. It's just weird. Frog Rock, when you really think about it, it's fucking weird. I had someone try Oh, listen. Here it comes. Long distance. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? It's yes! It is yes. Okay. Long distance runaround. Listen how fucking awesome it is. Oh, is this not the same album as Roundabout? Now that you're all high, you're really going to get into Prog Yeah, man, I love Prog <laughs> Oh, listen. Oh! <laughs> wow! That was good. <laughs> Isn't it awesome? Great. I really like it. Whatever I've had anyone try to... Like, say, like, oh, describe, what is prog rock? I got to tell you, though, I don't think this is going to be the biggest hit for the clone cast in Elvis. No, no, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Be like, this is the worst one. This is what I've gotten into. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, this is a great song. Oh. Man. This song's weird. <laughs> this song's really weird. Yeah, it is. <laughs> we should just stop recording and listen to Emerson, Lake, and Palmer right now. <laughs> I had a cousin, and she had three cats, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, those cats were cool. They're not with us anymore. Yeah. The cousin is. The cats are. I have had people ask me, so what, describe what is prog rock? And I was like, I don't know. You just got to, like, I know it when I hear it. Yeah. Yeah, that's prog rock. Yeah. And there's yeah I was going to guess like, that this was an urgent. ELO, like, is... Sometimes prog rock, I would say. And yeah. then, like, there's band like Steely Dan that also, like, kind of weave in and out of it. Yeah. But yes is a very strong prog rock. 
I mean, yeah, if you're going to say, what's a name one frog rock band, I think Yes is probably a strong choice. Yep. Emerson, like a Palmer. Uh, 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 uh. Ghost Rush? I don't think they're going. Oh, Rush is definitely a prog rock They are band. prog rock, but I feel like they're heavy, They're more heavily produced. Yeah, but still, that's prog rock. Yeah, I just think of like Tom Sawyer. I'm like, I don't put in the same vein. Yeah. But it does have kind of like the weird rhythm. But that Getty Lee voice, too. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best part right there. That sunshine part. Alright. You're welcome. We might as well just let it play. So Alright. That's a good choice. A good choice. Um for the clone casting of us out there that aren't too into the prog rock, and sorry that you listened the whole thing there. <laughs> But I think we talked over it enough yeah. that you may have been able to escape that hell. You were zoning into it, too. So I'm fucked up, dude. <laughs> I am really, really high right now. We need to go on more field trips. I want to go see like a Floyd laser like show with you. I don't even want to move right now. <laughs> I just, you know, that feeling where you can feel like every extremity like perfectly. Yep. But if you if you don't move, it feels I don't know what I'm talking about. Should we get into my song? Yeah. Now, this song is a uh, Twin Cities Talk Recommends. This is a Twin Cities Clone Cast Recommends from Tom, but it's a Twin Cities Talk-able song. And I'll explain the story behind it, but let's take a listen to it for a little bit first. Hanging around downtown Marcy's by myself and I had so much time This song fucking rock. I was listening to this a lot. I've always loved this. It like came across my Spotify. Yeah, kind of she was. Like disco superfly. Yeah, that, 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 that. I smell sex and candy. Oh, it's so good. <clears throat> Who's that lounging in my Whoa. chair? It's a big hit. Who's that casting the via stairs in my direction? Mama, the Charlotte. That's a great song. It's an incredible song. Yeah, I Mama literally just like a month ago went through like a 90s alt phase. This is top five 90s songs. It's so great. It's an incredible song. Now, do you know the Minneapolis connection? No. Okay. So, uh, do you know the Marcy Holmes neighborhood? Dinkytown yes. area. Yep. The lead singer of this band, the writer, he grew up in that area. Oh. And he went to Marcy Elementary and the playground... Marcy's Playground. No shit. That's why the band is called Marcy's I, Playground. I no idea. Yep. So uh, Marcy's Playground is named after the elementary school playground in Marcy Holmes area of Minneapolis. I wonder if we ever talked about that with the the lead singer of uh, What Do All the People Know? That song. Oh, that song. <laughs> the Monroes? Yeah. yeah. That guy rocks. Yeah. We got to go find that guy. Doesn't he live here? Oh, he hold does on. now. Let's yeah. listen to this. Mama, this Charlotte is a dream. It also makes me want to listen to Iris by the Goo Goo Dolls at the same time. That's also a great song. <laughs> Although I will contend that Name is their best song. Yeah, I'm not arguing with you. You know Name? Yeah. That's good. Yeah, uh, in the wiki here, Marcy Open School, located in the neighborhood, is the namesake for the band Marcy Playground, which the band's lead singer. Yeah. 
So yeah, Marcy Holmes neighborhood. I think I'm gonna sell my house and move to the Marcy Holmes neighborhood. It's a great neighborhood. That's actually down. the uh, the girlfriend, the psychotic girlfriend I had lived in a apartment building in Marcy Holmes. Oh, that's right. While right she, off university, right? Well, she was going to the U of M, and then the first time I went on a date with Bree, she was like, "Oh, well, you could drop me off at home," and I like drove her, and she was like, "Okay, you can." And we were driving to Marcy Holmes. She was like, "All right, take a right," and then I'm right here. And it was the same fucking apartment building. Whoa. I know. It was weird and creepy. Not the same apartment. Not at the same time. But she lived in, Brie lived in the apartment, like, across the hallway from the psychotic girlfriend. That is weird. Yeah. Wild, wacky stuff. Wow. That didn't scare you off. Nah. Nah, I like her. The simulation's broken. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Ever hear those people that think we're robots? The record's skipping. Yeah, the record's skipping. Oh, man, I love this song. <laughs> this is a fucking... This is music, man. Wow. How about that for Clonecast recommends? Uh, Texas woman gored by bison lives to share video on TikTok. Oh, ah, interesting. Uh, what else here? Just taking a look. There was one that caught my eye because I was just curious how awful the comments were going to be, but... I can't. F- oh, here it is. Make Harley Quinn a trans woman. I'm sure that is having an, a very good reaction. <laughs> Nothing but healthy conversation going on there. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, some of the Chud reactions pretty great on this one. Only dive into that one. I, you know me. I like to read the comments. Yes, I like do. I like seeing the Chuds in action. Uh, but I would only click that if you are like me and you have a brave soul. Um, because make Harley Quinn a trans woman, that's like every incel's worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> like, they think they're the Joker. They've been waiting yeah. for that. <laughs> like, they've been waiting at their keyboards for that to happen. Yeah, as soon as something like this trends, it's immediate. Oh, also, Ezra Miller could face up to 26 years in prison. <laughs> oh, I guess they'll have to delay the Flash movie again. What are we even talking about? Should we get into the episode? Yes, please. I'm just babbling. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Unexpected, but not unwelcome. Ezra, get the youngling to the ship. Don't let your penis take you to hell. All right. We had a little audio snafu there, but it looks like we got it working this time. Yeah. Oh, good old restart. When something's not working, just give it a little kick in the side. Unplug, plug it back in. Yep, that's the way to it's go. Like the street kids do. Yeah, I'm back to street kids <laughs> era for second <laughs> yeah. intro. It's a great second <laughs> intro song. So oh, it hits a little different. Do you think they played that at the tribute concert? Oh, I don't want to think about it. Unlikely. Yeah. I think it's a pretty deep cut. Hits. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Future of the Force. Season 2, Episode tev- 10. The famed Ithorian historian best piece of Star Wars media ever claimed. And now we know why. Now, well, I was predict. I was. I predicted right. He. Um, oh, my antivirus protection has expired. Darn. Well, yes, there is a baby Athorian. There is a baby Athorian, but there's also like a lot of Athorians. <laughs> yes. Um, 
So the Authorian historian did send in something for us um, for this episode particularly. Let's take a listen to uh, two drops that he sent us. When you are home alone, an emergency can become a tragedy. However, with any of Authorian alerts three emergency systems, help can be summoned immediately. Whether in the bathroom, there's an Authorian in the shower, at home, help! I just saw an Authorian. <laughs> <laughs> And on the go. Help! There's an Athorian playing frisbee. In the park and I can't get up. <laughs> Don't worry, help is on the way. Athorian. Alert. Sees an Athorian. Every 11 minutes. He <laughs> <laughs> sees an Athorian every 11 minutes. Pretty accurate. It's pretty accurate. So that's the that's the Athorian alert, which is apparently a product that I guess he's trying to create. I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> um, but that's the old Life Alert commercials. I've fallen and I can't get up. Always funny as a kid when that yes. commercial. That was a that was the infomercial you just waited for it to come on, and when it came on and that old woman said that, you laughed. <laughs> you laughed and you laughed hard. Um, but we also have this, and this is what I'm going to be using throughout the episode. Athorian alert. Athorians. Four throats, quite powerful. <laughs> There's a shitload of them. <laughs> there are a lot, so we'll just play it periodically throughout the episode. I'm not going to hit it for everyone because I lost count. Okay. I was like, I think the first episode when we hooked the Athorian historian was an episode with the Duchess. God bless the Duchess. We love her so, so much as I try to find my button. Yeah, I think that's the first episode we hooked the Athorian historian in, though. Yeah. Because there was an episode with the Duchess uh, where she met Kenobi on Coruscant in, like, uh, this rotunda. And there was a fuck ton of Athorians. <laughs> and it kind of hit me. I was like, there's so many Athorians. And I counted them up that episode. It was in the 20s, I think. <laughs> yes. The yeah. late 20s. So like that's right around the time 29. the Athorian historian, the final member of the Holy Trinity, uh, showed up. So... Um, but yeah, this is a callback. This is the Athorian episode of Rebels thus far. This is the Athorian authority, I would <laughs> yes. say. Future of the Force, very strong Athorian vibes. Um, we're going to cook with gas right off the top here, and I am going to be doing something. Um, it kind of snuck up on me, so I don't feel like I'm fully prepared for it. I don't have a song. Okay. But I'm going to make an announcement. <laughs> so... We start off, we're on this transport, right? And we got hats. We've got some fucking hats. All over the place. The men are wearing some of the most Seuss-ass shit. I, this is Cat in the Hat without the stripes. Yep. It's the coolest fucking hat I have ever seen in my entire life. When you were in sixth grade, you would get like a cat in the hat hat at like the state fair, and you would wear that motherfucker for months. <laughs> and you thought you were the coolest... Little fat white kid of all time. This hat, this hat was the most nostalgic, cool fucking hat I've ever seen. It was on a very basic white dude. Um, but this hat, right? it's like the first thing you see when they go in this transport. Did it hit you as hard as it hit me? It's like a, he's wearing like a Cleopatra hat. It's like the yeah. ones in hieroglyphs. It's a yeah. cylinder, that, but it's askew yeah. to the back. Yeah. It's a fucking hat. Yeah. It you can't avoid it. I've, okay, I've talked about the hat enough. Uh, there's other hats, but this hat, when you hit play, it's right. <laughs> they show you the transport, and then right in the middle of your fucking screen is this just basic white dude 
with the coolest hat of all time. He's walking into your face. Yeah, he's right in your face. Um, but we 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 pan back. We pan back into this transport in the hallway here. It's a busy hallway with a bunch of random. It's random white people galore. Um, and we meet uh, the IKEA woman. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Swedish woman. Yeah, she she's wearing a cool hat. And it's got the Swedish flag color, so I just assume it's an Ikea thing. It's a handkerchief that she's oh, got okay. wrapped around her head and tied under her chin. But you could you could have told me, if you just put that in my face, if you unwrapped it and shaped it like a flag, you could be like, Tom, is this the flag of Sweden? And I'd be like, yeah, that's the Ikea flag. <laughs> like, it's it looks like something that you would get at Ikea, or it's the flag of Sweden. It's a nice bonnet. Yeah. The, the child has similar printing uh-huh. on the baby blanket. Did you see that the Queen of Norway was here recently? No, huh? Yeah, visiting the governor. I didn't know the, the Norway had a queen and king. Well, the fjord rider should probably give us <laughs> yeah. an update on that, because I have been calling him head of state for as long as I can remember. And then a queen shows up in my own backyard. Well, maybe he's the prime minister. He's not the he, he doesn't care for the oh, monarchy. I thought he was a royal. <laughs> I, he's a king to me. Yes. The fjord rider. You'll know. Have you rode any fjords lately, by the way? Good question. Ride the fjord. Okay. But yeah, so uh, I don't. I would be curious what Eel knows. Like, I want to see Eel know when he first watched this episode and we saw the the Nordic vibes coming off of that fucking hat. I wonder if his pupils dilated or something. <laughs> like, if we had zoomed in. What are you doing? Just pouring water. Oh, I thought you were clicking some buttons, hitting your own damn buttons. Anyways, um, so we got Ikea lady, and she's got Ikea baby with her. Um, I thought it was a baby boy, but it's a baby girl. Um, uh, Alora. Alora? Alora. A-L-O-R-A. I met her in a I met her in a club down in Old Soho where she drank champagne and it tastes just like cherry cola. Alora. All right, that was fucking terrible. That's fucking stupid. Okay, so yeah, she's holding IKEA baby. It's apparently her granddaughter. I guess we find yes. out. Um, so that's interesting. Suddenly, the ship gets caught. In an Empire tractor beam, you see this big Star Destroyer just hovering over it. And sure enough, they're getting taken into custody by the Empire and immediately some Inquisitors board. Um, Adam, do you have the episode up right now? Yep. Okay, so the Inquisitors board and uh, it's chaos in the hallway of this transport ship. I want you to go to 54 seconds and I want you to look in the left side of the screen and tell me whose character model that is. 54 seconds on Disney Plus, Clone Castanovas. You can play along. Are you saying it's the Duchess? That's not the Duchess. Oh, no, it's... Uh, uh, That's Maketh Tua. Yes. The Prime Minister of Lothal. She's dead, but they are reusing the her character, character model. model. Generic yeah. character model. So I am announcing that I can officially say she is back on the show. She's got exactly the same cheek, same tone, same everything. It's literally her character. So she's alive. Which means she can be inducted into the polycule. <laughs> she's a refugee at this she's point. She's a refugee. She's hiding from the Empire. But she is alive, confirmed at 54 seconds of Rebels. Season 2, Episode 10, Future of the Force. Maketh Tua makes an appearance. It can't be denied. So I'm going to put her into the polycule. That's my announcement. There are conch hats all over the place of this, too. 
Yeah, and you definitely know it's her then because she feels comfortable around the conch because she is conch gal. So she's live. She's like in the uh, the rebellion, like uh, what's that program the feds put you in? You know, if you're like red on the mob, relocation the witness program? protection yeah. program. She's in the fucking rebellions witness protection program. Somehow survived getting blown up, and now she's on this random transport with the fucking Swedish IKEA baby, which, by the way, is the most cartoon fucking looking baby. That baby, when I first saw this, I was like, that is a fucking nightmare. It looks like it's, like, out of a Pixar movie. Like, it is it is a cartoon. Yeah, and granted, we are dealing with CGI, you know, like, but it's it looks like it's from something else. Yeah, it's weird. It's It literally looks like a cart, like a what you would see in a cartoon in, like, I don't know, like, it's the most fucking cartoon baby ever. It's like the the Chippendales Rescue Rangers remake where, like, one of them is CG and the other one is just normal 2D animation. It's kind of like that. All right. I have no idea what that reference was, but all right. There you go. Do you like that Chippendale Rescue Rangers song? I think oh, we've yeah. Talked about, have we talked great. about that before? Yeah. These two gumshoes. No, we also talked about uh, both of our first crushes. Oh, yeah, we was, both wanted, uh, uh, we wanted to do that mouse. Is it April? <laughs> is that her name? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking weird. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but both of us had exactly the same urges. Yeah, we had crushes on yeah. the anthropomorphic mouse from Chippendale's Rescue Goddamn Rangers. right we did. Yeah. She had the cool jumpsuit and everything. Mm-hmm. She was like April, April O'Neil. I think she was April O'Neil similar, only a mouse. Yeah. Did you like April O'Neil? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I thought she was pretty good, too. Um, she doesn't hold a candle, that mouse gal, though. <laughs> oh, no. That mouse. Do you got the mouse name? I'm trying to find it right <laughs> yeah, now. Find the mouse name. I'm really curious. I'm going with uh, Dat, uh, Dat, Dab, Daphne. Daphne. It might be Daphne. Daphne. Uh, what's a mouse, good mouse name? Daphne Swiss Cheese. That's her name. Daphne Swiss the Cheese. The remake's throwing me. Is she in the remake? I don't know. She hot? <laughs> I don't know. When I looked it up last time we talked about it, I was like, oh, I don't know why I was ever attracted to that mouse. I guess that's probably because my brain has developed since then, would be my guess. <laughs> yeah, something in your brain is like, maybe don't be attracted to cartoon characters. <laughs> I don't know if I keep doing all this weed, man. <laughs> you know that commercial where it's your brain on drugs? Her name is Gadget. Gadget. <laughs> So yeah, close to April. Yeah, April Gadget or just Gadget? Gadget Hack Wrench. (laughs) (laughs) She's so hot. (laughs) She really is. (laughs) I mean. What's the fat one's name? Like Gaston or something? Is he supposed to be French? I mean, look. (laughs) (laughs) Why does she have hips? She's a good looking gal. (laughs) Why do they give a mouse an ass? No wonder our fucking generation's so fucked because we grew up with a mouse that has like a nice ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? What a nightmare. Who comes up with this stuff? Not me. I don't get it. Okay. So, uh, anyways. Um, yeah. So, the Inquisitor's board. We see McKeth Tua, which is unreal. It's just incredible that they brought her back from the dead. And the Inquisitors walk straight up to Ikea Lady. Um, and they kind of corner her. It's the fifth brother and seventh sister. They corner Ikea lady. And she can quick. She quickly tells that they're coming for the child. Um, and right as they're about to gro- grab the child, there's like some line. They just want to cut the scene where 
the fifth brother says something and then he's like oh we have to have some fun first and he like throws his lightsaber down the hallway i guess he's cutting it's reminiscent of how savage executed all of those green guys oh yeah 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 Good green guys. The, uh, uh, Faleen or... Uh, Faleen. Yeah, Faleen. Yeah, the... Um, but it was the Faleen that were the... Uh, what gangsters. Are, yeah, the gangsters. Shadow... Uh, the Dark Sun? Was that those guys? Sun Tides. Sun Lords. Yes. D- but anyway, the way that it's, it's one of the big crime syndicates. Yeah, and he literally takes off all... It was the coolest fucking move. Much cooler when he does it over Fifth Brother. Who, by the way, fucking sucks. Yes, he does. <laughs> He's so weak. He's the weakest shit. We'll get to that. Um, so, yeah. Um, the Inquisitors, they've boarded the ship, and it cuts scene there. And you see him throw the lightsaber, and then it cuts and says, Rebels. Um, so our first audio clip, though, is going to be with the Ghost Crew. Um, and Ahsoka shows up. And Ahsoka has some information and is going to have a conversation with Kanan. Let's take a listen. This is unexpected. Don't get me wrong. It's always good to see you, but... Usually it means there's trouble. What I have to say is Jedi business. Then I guess I qualify. <laughs> you qualify more than I do. I've been monitoring transmissions from Mustafar to find out more about the Sith Lord. And? Information about him eludes me. But I've learned more about his Inquisitors. It seems they have a secondary mission to make retrievals. Well, we know they hunt Jedi. So what else are they after? At this point, I could only guess. I managed to decode two sets of coordinates. I'm on my way to investigate the first one. And you want me to check out the second? I'm in. You should have Ezra join you. <laughs> He's already briefed on the mission. <laughs> hey! She did say this was Jedi business. Bring Zeb as well. He proved himself against the Inquisitors before. So, where are we going? Ezra's seeming very nonchalant and kind of laissez-faire when he just heard they were going to face Inquisitors. Yeah. It's like, you're not really a match for them yet, kid. Although, I don't know, he's getting kind of ballsy the last few weeks. He did grow up last week. Yeah, he did the hallway scene where he was just jumping around, juking and jiving, <laughs> and cutting and pushing. Um... So, yeah, they're they're going off on a mission. Now, so we also got some clarification there because we had the moment uh, when Vader was in his TIE fighter and he kind of made that mental connection with Ahsoka and she kind of just passed out. Uh, if you recall, I don't know, it's probably end of season one. The Apprentice lives. Yeah. Um, now, I was kind of like, well, does she know that that was Vader that touched her there, you know, mentally? And clearly she doesn't. Um, but the presence of him overwhelmed her and he knows who it is. So Vader's got all the information that she's alive, blah, 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 but she's still drawing a blank as to who this Sith Lord is. So, um, yeah, so they're going to be bringing Zeb with, um, which I find kind of funny, and it plays to how much the fifth brother sucks. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it's very brief, but I'm just like, wow, I can't take you seriously as any kind of Sith force wielder at all like he's supposed I, to be menacing and at yeah. this point i just do not find it's him like that way. i know that zeb's a good fighter but he shouldn't be able to take on a sith yeah you know but we get we'll get to it um so they're gonna board the phantom and they're heading to this planet do you have the planet name handy oh i do janko or what is it tacobo 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 <laughs> okay, Tacopo. So they're going to Tacopo. I don't think they ever name it in the episode. No, they don't. Look at, 
And apparently, like on the Wikipedia, it says uh, they named it uh, Takabo because the day that they were animating this and like recording all the information down, there was a taco bar at Lucasfilm. So oh, they were really? like, oh, yeah, let's name it Takabo. I like how really like 90% of writing fantasy and sci-fi is just like finding inanimate objects. Pointing at things in a room. Pointing at things. Just like, <laughs> yeah, like. If it, if you really think about it that way, it's not that hard to just pull shit out of your no. ass. You know, like, let's see. We got a door frame and we've got a Lego set. So door set, <laughs> door set, yeah. like Tony Dorset, only door set. Make it one word. And that's a, you know, that's a planet. I mean, he's on door set. Yeah. And it was, oh, OK. Door set. That there sounds go. good. Tell me about Dorset. What's it got? You got some grass. You got some sand. What do you got? There you go. That's how Tolkien made his money. It's all very exciting. I'm reading the uh, first Thrawn book. Oh, nice. Not heir to the Empire. Heir to the Empire. But uh, the first canon one. Okay. By Timothy Zahn. So it, it, I'm kind of, I read the prequels first. And now I'm now that we're going to get Thrawn in the next season or two, I'm going to brush up on my Thrawn. And how does it compare to the, the prequel ones? I mean, it's written by the same guy, so I'm not that far in. Okay. Um, I'm also reading The New High Republic at the same time. So balancing. You did say that the earlier ones, they were very... I think you... Well, it's all about kind the of, ascendancy in right. wild space. They were a little you know. dry, so... Yeah, I mean, the characters... I, I thought it was well done overall, like you... But by the third one, you're kind of like, all right. Yeah. Okay, enough of this chist ascendancy. Like, we haven't had any... the on, Barely any interactions with what we know from star wars so it felt very disconnected um but now he's been found he was marooned he got exiled at the end of the last book that i read and now he's been found he got brought he's you know the empire found him he wooed them very quickly because he's thrown they brought him before the emperor and now he's getting some shit um, oh i can't wait till you get a load of him and we just met a character and i just happened to google her name because i was just like i recognize this name and i think it's rebels adjacent so I Googled her, and I'm like, yep, sure enough, she's going to be a bad guy any season now. Okay. Arinda Price. Yeah. Arinda Price from Lothal. Yeah. Um, that's the governor, and Macath Tua was yeah. watching over things for her. Anyways. Uh, but, yeah, that more to come on that as we get into Thrawn territory. Very exciting to get Thrawn coming. Oh, I can't wait for that Thrawn. Um, so the um, they arrive on Tukupupa. And it's going to be our next clip. Did Ahsoka say exactly what we were looking for? No. She just said we have to get whatever it is before the Inquisitors do. Chopper, you have those coordinates? Oh. Housing units? What would Inquisitors want there? I doubt they're renting. Zeb, you take a look around the spaceports for the Inquisitor's ship. If they're already here, I'd like to know. Don't worry. If I find any sign of him, you'll hear about it. Bring Chopper. Stay in touch. Okay. So Zeb and Chopper going one way. Kanan and Ezra going another on Tukupu. It's a beautiful city. It is a beautiful city, and it has a lot of Athorians. So let's just yes, hit it. it. Athorian alert. Athorians. Both roads. Quite powerful. I mean, you can't throw a ball and not hit an Athorian in this town. It does say on the official Wikipedia entry for Takabo that <laughs> no, the, no. the Takabo. The immigrated species of the planet are Athorians, so they are. I thought the, there was more than Athorians, but they're just they're the predominant ones, or they're apparently. Okay. That's just what the entry says. So 
they got an interest. I mean, if they if it was in a Thorian architecture, it's very interesting. It was almost it, would, it reminded me of like the Taj Mahal. That's it's very um. So on the entry, it does say that it's inspired greatly by like Eastern European influences. So Slavic countries like Ukraine and Russia okay. and that. Okay, yeah, sure. It's got the uh, the Orthodox kind yes. of like steeples and domes. I I could totally see Thorians being Russians. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Just drinking. All those throats. Yeah, all those throats. Um, yeah, so uh, we get to Ahsoka, though, after this, and Ahsoka's flying an A-Wing. Got yes, an A-Wing she is. Sighting. Very cool. And she comes across the abandoned transport. Well, it's not a, the, the transport from the opening scene. So it looks pretty. It's kind of just a drift. So she docks with it, goes in there. She notices a lot of lightsabers scouring on the walls, and, like, I don't know, I, they don't show any bodies, but I think she That's, looks. I, she, there's this thing where she looks in a room, and it's like she catches her eye with something. She's disturbed by. I did write down. I was like, did the Empire like clean up the bodies afterwards? Because yeah. it looked like a bloodbath at but, first, but yeah. there's nothing there. There's nothing there, and for some reason they left. If they did kill people, they left IKEA woman alive. Yes, and she's just laying. And on she's the, the floor. one that they really should have made sure that yeah. got attended to. She's uh laying on the floor just kind of begging for help and ahsoka runs over to her and she's like oh the red blades they took her uh they took her they know she has it she has it the red blades god ahsoka's so fucking cool ahsoka is really cool ahsoka's like you need to rest i'll don't worry i'll find i'll find your granddaughter shows up in a fucking a-wing too yeah ahsoka is cool oh why did she have to grow up? <laughs> you know? It changes so many things. Oh, she is a saucy We mix. met her as a child. Yeah. I wonder if they if they did kill everybody on board, does that mean McKeth 2 is dead again? I guess. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I know. No. So if we got to assume she's dead again. Do I have to wait for her to pop up again? That's good. Because then I'll know she really was meant to be yes. in the polycule. If we see her pop up in the background again, that means she's been brought back from the dead again, and I can prepare a proper song for her. Yes. Because I saw it, like, right before we got ready to record. So I'm not inducting her yet, but I have a feeling, knowing Lucasfilm animators, that we will see her again some point. I just have to keep my eyes peeled. But if she comes back from the dead a second time, I don't think I can deny her a spot anymore. Oh. Yeah. Okay. What if when we see her next time in the background, she's like an Imperial officer, though? Does that mean she rejoined? I guess. And then I don't know if I can. I don't know. Or if she's I want a her. sleeper agent. Oh, oh, lots of potential for Macbeth Tua here. Hopefully they bring her back again. What if she just shows up in the next episode of Andor? Like out of nowhere. That would be incredible. <laughs> that would be very. That'd be amazing. I would. I would actually prefer it if they just animated her in, too. So it's the exact same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to do that Andor episode. Wow, we suck at this. Very bad. Um, Yeah, so we get back to Chopper and Zeb. They're wandering the streets of Tukobaya. And um, they run into this hangar, and they, they reach the Imperial hangar. And sure enough, there's some ties in there. Chopper breaks them in. There's some ties in there. They're the Inquisitor's ties. It's their ship. Um. As they're about to walk up to it, they see a little rascal. The little rascal. The little program. rascal guy. Um, Seventh sister left one of her little rascals there to patrol the ships. So uh, Zeb just fucking shoots it really quick. 
point blank. Um, but I don't know. It had locked eyes out with him for a second. I feel like they almost could have. You don't want to do that with these probe yeah. droids. We saw that in Kenobi. Yep. Like it identified his face for half a second and sent out a signal before he blasted it away. You can't give these things a second. You got to be on top of these fucking little rascals. They'll fuck you up. Um. So um, they're about to they go over to the Inquisitor's Tie Fighters, and J- Zeb implies like I'm gonna I'm gonna blow these fuckers up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and he did say to the Kenyans like, "Oh, you'll hear me," you know. Um, but then they they hear a little like cooing, and sure enough, there's a baby crying in <laughs> in one of these Tie Fighters, and it's IKEA baby. It's IKEA IKEA yeah. girl Alura, and um, so. Chopper is insane. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Chopper, like Zeb says something along the lines like, I hope it's not an Inquisitor baby. And I don't know if that gave Chopper like pause and he thought about that. And that's why he made this. Chopper was basically like, let's kill this fucking baby. Yeah. Chopper suggested to leave the baby in there as they blew up the TIE fighters. <laughs> yeah. And Zeb's like, that's fucked up. Zeb is the no. one that has to yeah. show humanity. So Zeb might get a positive point. <laughs> On the power rankings this week. But, like, Chopper Chopper is, like, every conservative's fear, like, the post-birth abortions. <laughs> yes. like, yeah. This is what they think abortion is. Pro-choice like, like, up into three years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't want the kid anymore. <laughs> Throw it in the TIE fighter. <laughs> now, but I am kind of curious, though. Like, what was Chop? Was Chopper's motive, like, he was concerned that it was, a, like, a Sith baby? Either that or he was just... He just wants to get the job done and get the fuck out of there. If there's one thing I know about the dark side is they love to dress it. And this little baby is the furthest thing from dark side dress ever. Like literally wrapped in Ikea fucking colors. Like, you know, so I don't know, though. But Chopper does suggest let's blow the baby up with the ships, which was fucking hilarious. Um, So Chopper's insane. But luckily, Zeb was there and kind of put the kibosh on that. So Zeb takes the baby, and they're heading out. Um, we see Kanan and Ezra, and they're walking into, like, a boutique hotel. Like, <laughs> yeah. It literally looks like something that you would see in, like, South Beach, like, lining the, like lining Miami Beach. They you also know? Like, did comment on the fact that they did get the, like, whatever the Inquisitors are looking for, and they're like, it's weird. It's all residents. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, any kind of, like, military base or anything. It's, like, a private yeah. residence. So they're going to this private residence. There are so many fucking Athorians here. Like, Athorian <laughs> alert. Athorians. They're everywhere. But they are using like the same three mobs. Oh, yeah. Over and over and over, over again. And over and over and over again. You your fathead one. He's in there all the time. Yeah. And then you're like the mom who's got the blue like Bulio kind of like like tunic. And then there's like the one old or hammerhead two other tunic. Ones. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it should be known that like the nickname of this city is Hammertown. 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 <laughs> so... Uh, they're really playing up the Athorian vibe. So I can see why the Athorian historian. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is just this is this is made for him. Yeah. This is his pilgrimage to Mecca. Yeah. Like, I'm sure once a year he he makes a pilgrimage to this episode and worships at the altar of future of the force. Um. So um, they're walking around this residential area. So many Athorians and they get to the room they're going to. And this room has been clearly broken into. Um, and they go in there, and there's an in, an injured Athorian woman laying on the ground under some like some tables and chairs, like shit's fucked up in there. Uh, and this in, injured Athorian woman goes by the name of Ura, Ura, 
It's very funny when you hear Freddie Prinze say it too. He's like, "Ura." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I got one later in the episode where he's just like, "Ura." <laughs> um, but yeah, so this is Ura, and Ura not very guttural roars coming. No, from Ura. like it's very like she's speaking Athorian, but it's very hushed tones. And I'm used to them being like guttural roars. That's yeah, I was very it's like some very peaceful like, you know, uh, some very peaceful like conversation over tea voice like this is not this is your inside voice maybe she sees ezra and just thinks that oh he must speak this other language that obviously he's not going to be able to understand Athorian. yeah so maybe she's fluent in multiple languages and she's trying to bridge the gap okay that's possible because it didn't feel very Athorian. no me. not at like all they, this is either a miss by the producers and the writing team um or yeah something i don't know it's odd but yeah, so um, she's able to communicate with them, and um, she's like, "They came from a child, red blades again, these red blades." Um, but she was able to send the child with a droid. She's like, "The baby is safe. It's with a droid. Please find the droid." And Kanan uh, tells her, "Go to docking bay twelve as soon as you're, <laughs> as soon as you're like not crippled, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we'll meet you there. Head to you know, we'll get your kid, and we'll meet you at docking bay." 12 so that's the plan for ura <laughs> ura um so our next clip is going to be kanan he pages into zeb um and sends zeb on a little mission then we'll get zeb searching around it's going to be our next clip you're telling me there's another baby out there and it's headed your way when you find the droid tell it the mother ura sent you <laughs> understood on my way. <laughs> that one's all yours. Carers Chopper's babysitter. Honored soldier, feared rebel. Ten minutes after suggesting, let's just blow it up. He's babysitting. Ikea baby. Keep us the fuck away from that thing. So Zeb's walking the streets hey, looking droid. for him. Sure enough, there's the way yes! well to end all I'm the help. His mother, Uda, sent me. He's carrying around the baby in a basket. That's right. Uda. She sent me for her child. God, Treadwell's fucking rude. So we see uh, an Athorian baby here. That's a baby. It I'm looks like Earthworm. Right side baby. up. There, there, baby thing. Shh. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, God, so point that why did it have to be me? Kenan, you found a baby. Already? You're pretty good at this. Yeah, I know. I'm taking it back to the ship. Copy that. I'll meet you there. No, I'm sorry. You can't come. You have to act as a decoy. Very rude. So, Zeb takes the baby and sends the Treadwell to be a decoy, carrying around this basket. And no more than two seconds after that Treadwell turns the corner, you hear a screech, and you see the Treadwell fly Back out into the street, and sure enough, he's been got a big lightsaber cut on him. <laughs> they like slashed him across the face. <laughs> he's dead. Yeah, it was very. I was like, this Treadwell's awesome. <laughs> yeah, very cool Treadwell. He's like a bulkier Treadwell than we're used to too. He is his his like gear wheels go from big to small. Yeah, like the Treadwells we're used to seeing are like the first Roomba yeah. model. You know, it's like oh, this thing just kind of hits walls. 
it's, it's not very well built, but it's cool. This you know? treadmill is like the Roomba that has yeah. like the radar dish on yes. top of it. It's got like the infrared, and it's got like also got like the hand sensors. <laughs> yeah. It has everything possible. This is not the one where you just set it and forget it. And sometimes you run into it and it gets stuck. You got to move around. No, this thing like maps out the room. So this is the good. This is the upgraded treadwell. This is like the Mercedes Benz of treadwells, uh, the Rolls Royce, if you will. Um, but it's immediately killed as soon as it turns corner. <laughs> and Zeb, you think Zeb would just take off running at this point because he's got a little time, but he kind of just pauses and just stares at the whole thing. And sure enough, walking into the street are the Inquisitors, and they. The baby now, Pipey the baby, Pipey, um, Pipey the baby is his uh, big character fault here is he can't stop crying. Yeah, and so he's like the baby in the season finale of Mash. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised Zeb didn't just choke it to death. What? Have you not seen that? No. There's a baby that cries that is about to give away their location in the season finale of Mash, and somebody chokes it so it doesn't like give away their position. Yeah, real, real happy end of that comedy. <laughs> what? Yeah. Why? I'll, have to, I'll send you a clip. Is it the season or series finale? Series. Isn't that the most watched show of all time? Something like that. I never got it. That show sucks. <laughs> as soon as that shit would hit as a kid... It's like your TV became the most unappealing thing imaginable. The theme song's title is Suicide, Suicide is, is Painless. painless. <laughs> <laughs> but this show is fucking painful. Yeah. There was a guy that I worked with at Walmart that swore by that show. It's Bree's dad's favorite show of all time. Wow, they should get together. Loves it. Yep. That guy posts a bunch of libertarian stuff, though. <laughs> like, all the time, constantly posting, like... How AR-15s aren't deadly or something like yeah. that. You know, like, I don't know. Probably thinks it's awesome, like, shooting an elk from 20 feet away with an <laughs> AR-15. Like, <laughs> that's hunting, you know. Um, Yeah, but MASH fucking sucks. Does I'm curious, any clone Casanovas, do any of you like MASH? I will not judge you, but seriously, does anybody like MASH? I, I've never met somebody outside of him that's ever been like, don't play that song. That's show. <laughs> oh my god, this song sucks. <laughs> um, he's the only person I've ever met that liked Mash. Honestly, yeah, I know. I'm curious if anybody out there likes Mash. I should make a Mash account on Twitter and see if I can get into Mash Twitter. It's just hilarious because everyone I know our age, yeah, knows of it because their dads watched it at late at night, and like none of us could wrap our heads around it. That's like all of our relationship to it. Yes. And I don't know. Like, it's supposed to be a comedy, and there's the radar guy, I guess. I like, like Alan Alda. Yeah, I don't know. I don't Not in MASH, but in other stuff. Yeah. I don't know, though. That show fucking sucks. I'm sorry. But, hey, if there's anybody out there that actually likes it that's listening to this, I'd love to know. I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Not a judgmental thing. I just... It's not for me. Um, anyways, uh, what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, the poor Treadwell. Um, so, uh, but yeah, the Inquisitors Treadwell. immediately notice Zeb with the baby because the baby makes noise and becomes a chase. Can you turn that song off? <laughs> He's playing the fucking MASH song. It's not, it's not going to do anything but distract me. They're not going to hear it over the mics. <laughs> I hate that song. Um. 
Zeb's running and being chased. He pages Kanan's like, hey, I'm not going to make it back to the Phantom. Meet me at the Towers. And the Towers are like the residential building. Yeah. Um, so he's coming to them. Um, so they um, he runs into the Tower, and the Inquisitors give chase. And he, it looks like he loses them for a second, but sure enough, they hear the baby crying from the inside. This is like the loudest baby of all time, just busting through these walls of this boutique hotel. And so they're like, oh, they're in here. Um, so um, we see Kane and Ezra trying to sneak back into there, into the building, and they're cut off by the rascal. They're about to turn a corner, and the rascal's right there waiting for them. Uh, luckily, though, um, they avoided being spotted by the rascal, and they sneak in from the side door. Um, we see the Inquisitors walking the hallways. Um, Zeb spots Kanan and Ezra walking around, grabs him, and they head to the room where the baby is being kept. Um, so this is where Ezra meets the baby and Ezra kind of becomes the babysitter here pretty quickly. Now the thing with Pipey, the baby, he's got like goo on his mouth. Yeah. He's constantly drooling. Yeah. And a Thorian drool is purple. <laughs> yeah. It looks like the fucking ooze shit from that, from the mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie. Ivan ooze. Yeah. Remember that guy? Oh yeah. And he had the creepy ass fucking, uh, Ravens. Yeah. Or and the, he had the a Tengu. He had like a, a twisty horn yeah. beard thing. Yeah, yeah, the Tengu. Yeah. That was a great movie. I would give that movie a good solid six out of ten. <laughs> you like that movie? Yeah, I remember digging it I when I was younger. The Power Rangers right around that time. Is that when the White Ranger gets introduced? No, he was around before he was already oh, the White okay. Ranger by the time the movie came out. I'm a Green Ranger guy. I thought the White Ranger obviously had some appeal, but like there's nothing like the Green Ranger, man. I thought that was the big reveal, <clears throat> is like the Green Ranger like died or mysteriously like vanished, and then like this White Ranger came up, and then in the movie you found out like, oh, it is Tommy. Yeah. Was he sacrificed or something? I think something like that. Like he sacrificed himself for them to save them or yeah. something. And then he came back. As the White Ranger. So he's basically Jesus. Yes. Like, he's literally or the Jesus. <laughs> I come to you now at the turning of the tides, and he busts out his little flute. <laughs> the thing with the Green Ranger is he had the coolest Zord. Yeah. His Zord was the same size as the, the Dragon Zord. Zord. The Dragon Zord. And it was the same size as the Megazord. Yeah. Like, so they got Stanex. It takes five of them to match the Dragon Zord. And he played a fucking flute. And it came out of the water. It was so cool. Now, the White Ranger, though, he had a saber-toothed tiger. He had a tiger. Was it just a tiger it was, or was it, it was a saber-toothed tiger? It was a white tiger. tiger. The saber-toothed tiger was, was the white yellow, tiger. Yeah. yellow ranger. Okay, I thought it was a saber, like a white saber-tooth. No, it's just a normal white tiger. Oh, it's just a big white yeah. tiger. You a liger guy? <laughs> no. You ever seen those things? <laughs> yeah. They're wild. <laughs> they are. <laughs> Nature's a crazy uh, I like scientist. like purebred tigers. Oh, yeah. You ever seen the one that jumps on the elephant's back and mauls that guy? <laughs> what? Oh, it's fucking oh, nuts, Oh, yeah. The video that he's, like, riding the elephant, and he's got, like, some bamboo that he, like, <laughs> yeah! him with this. <laughs> he's right doing this with the tiger. That guy die? No, he was mauled horribly, though. I think oh. he, like, lost an arm or something. Oh, my god. <laughs> yeah. Don't ride your elephant in the high grass. I'll tell you that much. No. That tiger's going to pop up. And if man. you're, if you, uh, word of advice, if you're looking for a man-eating tiger, bring something more than a shoe of bamboo. <laughs> I love in that video where you, like, slap some with it. It's like, <laughs> yeah. that's not going to do shit, man. Tiger's coming at you with 30 tiger miles 600 pounds. <laughs> it's jumping 10 feet in the air. I got to say, what's your big cat rankings? Oh, tiger number one. You're number one tiger guy. I love tigers. I'm a lion guy. Yeah. 
Oh, lions will get the respect they deserve. Yeah, well, lions are pack animals. They're they're one of the rare cats that like they're so, they're like social a family creatures. unit. They're social creatures. They're the communists of the big cat. Yeah, because they they form close knit communities, stronger together. Yeah, yeah, stronger together. Whereas the tiger, of course, you like it because that's some libertarian bullshit. Sneaky, yeah, it's sneaky, <laughs> it's sneaky, hiding the grass, running solo. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I don't know, hiding out. Yeah, they are very libertarian, aren't they? Tigers are the libertarians. What about a... Let's talk about some more big cats. What about a lynx? I was just going to say, rearing oh, lynx. They got that lynx. little nub tail that was yeah. uh, walking through the snow. I had a cat. I think it was just a tabby. But I went around telling everybody in seventh grade that it was a lynx breed. Yeah. Because he had, like, slight little points on his ears. And so I kept telling him, like, no, he's actually crossbred with a lynx. Lynx are fucking Like, that awesome. was my seventh grade lie of the year. Like, I constantly talked about my cat. <laughs> <laughs> that was half lynx. So I named them Lynx, and Lynx, Lynx was a cool cat, but I do like a good Lynx. I like the northern the northern North America cats, like the Lynx. Bobcat. Bobcats. Cougar. Cougar. Now, Bobcats, Cougar, they're interchangeable. No, Bobcats are a smaller breed than Cougar and Mountain Lion, I think, are interchangeable. Cougar and Mountain Lion are the yeah. same. You don't want to fuck those Mountain Lions. No. Uh-uh. No. You see a Mountain Lion, you go the other way. Look at that fucking thing! <laughs> Look at him! <laughs> You know what we got to do that reminds me? We got to build that tiger set. Oh, yeah. Got the butthole. I don't know, though, but my power rankings go like this. Lion number one, tiger number two. I'm going lynx three, and I'm going jaguar four. Okay. Yeah. I think I might even go like tiger, cheetah, leopard, lion, panther. Cheetah that high. I love cheetahs. They're kind of weak. Oh, they're weak, but they're fast. They are fast. They can run down a gazelle. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing cuter than a baby cheetah, too. <laughs> I know. Oh, those little fur balls. They get the black tracks on their face. Looks yeah. like they're crying. Yeah. Oh. Now, now the, the jaguar is an interesting creature because um, the puma and the jaguar are the same. I think. But the puma just has different melanin or something, and that's why you don't see the spots. Yeah. But where no, do, that wait, the Black where do, Panther. Where do Panthers come in then? Okay. The Jaguar and the Panther, the Black Panther are the same. It's just the Black Panther has different uh like uh has just a darker skin tone or something like the fur tone like the melanin kind yeah, of yeah. yeah, I don't know the science. I'm not a scientist. But so a Black Panther and a Jaguar. <laughs> Look at that. Hit him with that stick. Nuts. <laughs> He's got it. He boinks him right on the head with the stick. But yeah, so Black Panther and Jaguar are the same. Oh, I love a kitty What's cat. What's a puma, though? Puma's, the, I think, the Is same that a mountain like lion? A yeah. Puma. Puma, cougar, mountain lion. Uh, Yeah, it is a species of cougar. Okay, so puma is a cougar. Why do we got all these nicknames for him? Can we can we can we get like the the big cat council together to kind of just formulate one name for each one? Oh, I love a kitty cat. Evolutionary. I, I also saw something where uh, cats somewhere along the line they gave up the ability to purr for the ability to roar. So like there are species like tiger tigers and leopards and lions that like roar, but mm -hmm. they don't purr. But the biggest cat that still purrs is a leopard because or not a leopard, a, a cheetah. A cheetah can purr, but it doesn't roar. Isn't that fun? That, that is fun. That's fun stuff. Sorry, I'm looking up big cats. 
the Jaguar. Now I'm confused. Is Black Panther a Jaguar? Yes. Yes. But we also have leopards. Yeah. Jaguar. So a leopard is a Jaguar? Yeah. There's a bunch of ones that are. This is all horse shit. Why <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Now I got. Oh, look at this. We got the Arabian leopard. We got the Indian leopard. We got the African leopard. Panther pardus. What the? F- There's right. got to be an infographic somewhere that explains this better. Yeah. How about we just call them all tigers? Big cats. Big cats are all tigers. Where was I in this episode? I don't know. We were in the fucking apartment somewhere. Oh. Oh, that's right. The baby went shut the fuck up. And the Inquisitor's here. Um, so, um, all of a sudden, like, Kanan kind of like, quiet, quiet, quiet. And all of a sudden, like, a lightsaber just comes through the floor. The Inquisitors are incoming. The only way to escape is through the ceiling. <laughs> so him and Ezra just cut through the ceiling. Everybody hops up through there. Zeb throws a thermal detonator down in the room. So when they break in, the thermal detonator is going to go up. But they just throw it back. They play like hot potato yeah. with it. And they throw it back up through the ceiling. There was at this point, too. I think they were like bickering. And that's how the Inquisitors like got wise to their location. Yeah. And that was another point. Like, it feels like a step backwards in Rebels where they're like bickering again. Yeah. So, yeah played out um so uh but they are running through the hallways escape to the ceiling thermal down and gets thrown back okay um kanan has an idea and they split up um so kanan runs off on his own and all of a sudden the inquisitors you see them they're going through the hallways and they hear a noise they go to the room where the noise is coming from but it's just kanan's communicator just left there with the baby crying into the other communicator so very tricky. Very tricky. You think the quality of that would be like, oh, that's just something. Yeah, else. yeah, yeah. You know, it's not like these things are fucking Bose speaker system. They're like little shitty communicators. <laughs> <laughs> He's got Kanan's got a Bose communicator. Spent like a thousand Republic credits on it. Just to have it crushed by the weak ass <laughs> yeah. Inquisitor. Um then Kanan catches back up with Ezra and Zeb, and we're gonna get our next plan. This is like the episode of just little plans all the time. <laughs> Nice plan, but if you hadn't noticed, we'd run out of flaws. They hunt Jedi, right? Instead of Pipey, let them hunt me. Don't you mean us? You have to get the little one out of here. And I think I know how. Use the cooling ducts. I won't let you face them without me. Hey, you made a promise to return this child to his mother, and the best chance we've got to keep it is for you to calm him down. Can't. He's terrified. Because he senses your fear. How can he sense my fear? <sighs> because he's strong with the Force. Oh, I should have seen it. The Inquisitors are after these kids because they're like you, Ezra. They're afraid the children could grow up to become Jedi. <laughs> All very illuminating, but his time is at a bit of a premium. <sighs> Don't have too much fun without us. Be with you. Okay. So splitting up. Um we got ducks to the rescue again. Yeah, we're going into the ducks. Like you think that would be the first place the Inquisitors would look. <laughs> Sooner or later, a bad guy's gonna figure out this whole duct fucking phenomenon that the heroes have been on to. You know, and they're just gonna be like, Yeah, we found him the ducks. Where'd well, you... Fifth Brother came close. Yeah, he did. Fifth Brother 
for how much he sucks, like he still he does have some good senses on him. Yeah, like he can sense when things are, and he's got some he's got some like uh some hearing that's like next level. His species, what is he? I have no idea. He's like a near human. Like he's got weird eyelids that close from the sides too. Yeah. I also like how in the Kenobi show he was like, I, like all the rage and complaint was about the Grand Inquisitor's skull, but like the fifth brother in that is like looks nothing like the it's animated like, version. Yeah, he's like five eight, and this guy is like seven feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and like his pirate hat is way more yeah. pronounced. I mean, you could tell it's the same character. Um, just like you'd tell the Grand Inquisitor was the same character, just had a stumpy head. Um, but I thought this, I you know, this <laughs> that's more egregious to me than the Grand Inquisitor thing. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. Maybe the Grand Inquisitor, when he had like a soft skull as a baby, they laid him on the ground for too long and flattened his skull. <laughs> yeah. like maybe that's what it was. He got one of those helmets as yeah. a baby. I don't know. But, yeah, I mean, this guy is way bigger than the fifth brother we're used to in the Kenobi series. Um, but, anyways, so, yeah, uh, Ezra is sneaking around in the vents. Fifth brother senses him and starts stabbing at the vents. Um, then we have a moment where Pipey is really crying a lot, and this has become a thing where Ezra's trying to calm him down, and Ezra can't calm him down, and that's why they have to split up and this and that. King uh, did say something interesting where he was like, you can connect with him. Yes. And Ezra is like, it's very like, I don't know why Ezra was blown away by this idea. Like, what do you mean I can connect? With? It's like you did it with a fucking loft cat. Yeah. You don't think you could do it with a sentient being like a, a fucking and a that literal giant. Like, what are, the humanoid fear knock or whatever that giant creature that attacked him? Yeah. I mean, this is like small stuff to communicate with a baby. I mean, you're communicating with animals. And but that is something that apparently Ezra is just in, innately better at than Kanan is com yeah. communing or like he has some kind of bond. Yeah, like with every other Jedi creatures. kind of has like a lane that they specialize in. And like this is Ezra is communicating yeah. with, you know, creatures, creatures, um, other beings, other beings. Yeah. And it's kind of like Ezra's thing. I don't know what Kanan's thing is yet. Yeah. I don't really know. Um. But there's been other Jedi like, uh, uh, you know, uh, since um, uh, Quinlan Voss. Yes. Touch random objects and like gets memories from yep. them because that's he's a kiffer um, and they're near. They're basically human, but they have that extra sensory ability. Um, Anakin, his special ability is killing children, <laughs> yes. committing war crimes. I forget the name, but that Athorian Jedi, they have the the guttural roar. They have the force roar. Yeah, <laughs> the force roar. Um, I can tell you Ura is nowhere near. <laughs> Ura is definitely not going to be signed up for a force. She's only utilizing yeah. one of those throats. Yeah. Ura is the weakest. Maybe Ura is just like the weakest of, of the Athorian voices. Like maybe she had like um, an accident or something as a child. So her throat didn't properly yeah. develop. Maybe the umbilical cord was wrapped around her neck. <laughs> so she came out and she had like a crushed larynx. She was in the Athorian NICU for, yeah. <laughs> for the first six months of her yeah. life. She'll never guttural roar. Dad just like leaves the family and like <laughs> they find him dead on like a state trail 10 years later. Like he's been living off the land because because he failed when Ura was born. Is that too much? No. Okay. Not at all. Be a good story. I could write that story. As we're crawling around those vents, though, it did make me uh, 
kind of want to replay Batman Arkham City. Whenever you do sneak into those vents. I've been getting a lot of Arkham vibes lately because I keep seeing commercials for this Gotham Knights game. Yeah. That's coming out, and then, I don't know, it, it seems kind of like a final fight. Well, it's weird, like, you don't get to play as Batman in it, but you do get to play as, like, Batgirl I, like, and Robin and Nightwing. dead in this I think scenario? So. I think. I don't know. He'll come back in it. But it's, like, every one of his, like, sidekicks. It's, like, yeah. Nightwing and Batgirl and, I think, the Catwoman. Red Hood. Yeah. The Red Hood's there. Harley Quinn's probably in it, I'm sure. Um, famed transsexual Harley Quinn. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hey, I'm all for it. If it pisses yeah, him off, why not? go for it. I don't fucking care. Um, where were we? What were we talking about? Why do I keep losing my place? Vents. Yeah, in the vents. Having a good time. Yeah, so, yeah, Fifth Brother starts stabbing Attic, blah, blah, blah. But Ezra is able, like, that force sound comes, and Ezra kind of calm, takes a deep breath, and he's like, he kind of communes with Pipey. But ultimately, it doesn't really matter because Kanan and Zeb turn the corner and confront the Inquisitors. So, like, I guess they, it's it's good for the development of Ezra's character. Like, okay, he's he gets he got a grip on the situation. But ultimately, it didn't really matter because like a half second later, Kanan and Zeb turn the corner and they're going to fight the Inquisitors. Yeah. The fifth brother di- was closing in on Ezra. Yeah. Pretty quickly, though. And like the, the tubes or the, the vents he was in were kind of coming to like a T, it looked yeah. like. So it would have been tough for him to turn. Anyways. Uh, but yeah, so um, they show up and we're going to get a little fight. So Kanan fights the seventh sister. Uh, and they're in a little lightsaber duel. But Zeb just runs in on the fifth brother. It was kind of cool. Like, it was cool. Like, they're just good old fist fight. Zeb just was going melee on him. It reminded me of Infinity War, the opening scene where Loki's like, we have a Hulk. Yeah. And all of a sudden Hulk runs out and just starts pummeling Thanos. Like, that's the same thing. Because, like... Fifth brother's getting a, just assaulted, and it looks like this is just violent that he can barely handle, and he's, like, blocking him and this and that. And, like, sure enough, after Zeb's initial assault, he just, like, flicks him, and yeah. he just flies across the fucking room <laughs> and knocks. Like, so he just does a quick force push and just knocks Zeb on his ass and basically knocks him out of commission. That being said, I just found it funny that, like, <laughs> this fifth brother, this seven-foot-tall Inquisitor, <laughs> like, is like having to deal with a, a non-force sensitive being. Yeah. You know, like I think they're just showing how much he sucks. And like he fell for like the little, um, the little communicator trick, thing, the Bose stereo system communicator thing. He just kind of is weak. And when uh, when Ahsoka shows up here in a minute, he just really gets his ass handed to him pretty so, quickly. Yeah, he sucks. Um, yeah, but so it's, uh, it's Zeb versus the fifth brother and it's Kanan versus seventh sister. Uh, Kanan's holding his own, but Zeb immediately gets like knocked out after his cool first barrage of punches. Uh, we see Ezra, he escapes the building, um, and he's kind of just like talking to Pipey at this point. Not a good move. Um, I, I can't blame him. He's just trying to calm the baby down. Um, but he tells Pipey, Hey, maybe after this, you and your mom can move to, uh, Garel and hang out with us. And so... You're like, all right, whatever. But little rascals out there patrolling and overhears this, which is going to play a role later. So, anyways, uh, we get back to Zeb and Kanan. Uh, Kanan gets kicked in the face by Seven Sister and Zeb. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of coming to, and Zeb just like, we gotta go, and he just literally just picks Kanan up, and they run down a hallway. Kanan immediately gets the idea as they're running towards the end of this hallway. There's just this window, and Kanan just shoots it a few times with his blaster, and they literally just jump out of there. 
and they land directly into a speeder that is driven by a very relaxed Athorian man. A relaxed fathead Athorian. Yes. Like, he seemed very calm as they fell in there, and he just kept driving. It oh, was yeah, like, yeah, yeah, It didn't or phase no, this him. Isn't, this isn't the fathead. Excuse me. This is the normal one. It didn't phase him at all. So. Athorian alert. Athorians. It was interesting. Like, he just kept driving, and... He did, like, one double take, and that was it. Yeah. So, anyways, um, they keep driving. Um, Now, Zeb seemed to think that this was planned, but it was not. Yeah. Kanan was like, like, oh, he's jumping out here. We're going to take our chances. Um, So, we see the Inquisitor's gift chase. They jump onto a speeder as well, and they just... The poor Thorian driving this, Fifth Brother just picks him up by the scruff of his neck and just... Throat, like he's dead. That was the fathead Thorian. Yes, I was thinking he's of. definitely dead. This poor Thorian. Um, so the Inquisitors give chase. Kanan turns around, starts shooting at him with his blaster. Um, a couple get deflected back, and I was like, Kanan, what are you doing? You're just gonna get this deflected back. Um, but he actually makes a shot on their engine and takes out the Inquisitor speeder. Um, but after this happens, we see Fifth Brother once again throws his lightsaber, second lightsaber throw of the episode for him. And he just manages to cut off one of the engines. They love tossing those things. He is good at that. I'll give him that. They're like boomerangs. Yeah, he's pretty good. Like he's a what's the what's the game where you throw like the little golf ball that are stringed together, and you got hit like there's the top, the middle, and then the bottom pole. Oh, ladder ball, ladder ball. Yeah, yeah. He'd be good at ladder yeah. ball. Like, if you're gonna do like a ladder ball team at like some sort of yard game ceremony or something. You know, like a family get together, you definitely want to bring Fifth Brother. Ladder Ball's a fun one. You get one on the top, and then it does a spinny, and you're like, oh, yeah. I got it. And then it drops down, and you're like, oh. I thought the middle one was the best one. Or, or maybe the other way, I'm thinking. I'm just thinking because the middle, you got to go in between. Well, them. then it would be the lowest one would be the best. But sometimes it goes up, too. I don't know. We'll have to get the official rules of Ladder Ball. I'm Speaking not sure. of Batman, that were, those are like the, uh, what are they, Bolas? That Catwoman uses. You remember when he got those things? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they made a game out of it called Ladder Ball. Um, so yeah, um, but yeah, Fifth Brother just throws his fucking lightsaber at it and hits one of the engines. They crash, and at this point, the Athorian is now very scared. Like, he was super calm when they fell into his lap, but now that they've crashed, he's like shaking. <laughs> yeah, and you see Kanan like touch him on the shoulder and like, "Sorry, buddy." The you adrenaline's know, like, worn off. The adrenaline of the situation is worn off. So they've crashed. Everybody's okay, though. But Kanan and Zeb hop out and start running for it, heading for the hangar. Um, the Inquisitors are not far behind them, though. So uh, really, they didn't gain anything here. They're still just trying to escape. Um, the Inquisitors chase them and end up running them down. We see Ezra. He's outside of the hangar, and he can't get it open. It's, like, locked. Um, so the Inquisitors have run them down. And they are just basically cornered. They're going to have to fight him. So very quickly, Kanan and Zeb run into fight. Ezra's holding Pipey the baby. They immediately get knocked out by these two. Like, it was pretty quick. It takes nothing. It takes nothing. And then we get, like, this very, like, emotional moment with Ezra holding the baby that he ignites his lightsaber. And he's going to, like, defend this baby to the death. And Seven Sisters, like... They play like the lush like orchestration. You think, oh my god, Ezra's about to have a moment, and literally Seven Sisters like, I don't have time for this, <laughs> and just force pushes his ass against the wall and knocks him out. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was it was very 
it built it up to be something and then it ended up being nothing. I was kind of like, that was a weird yeah. choice there. But um, so as he gets knocked down, they're coming over and they're going to grab Pipey and take Pipey, the poor little Thorian baby. But all of a sudden the doors to the hangar open and it's fucking Ahsoka. <laughs> <laughs> and it is cool. <laughs> it is very cool. Isn't it awesome? And she kind of looks down and smirks at Ezra as he's kind of like coming. She to. gives him a wink. Yeah, she winks, winks at him. She's like, get the baby to the, what is it? Get the baby to the, the ship, you know, I'll take care of this. And so she ignites her life. This is where we see the uh, pure white blades. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Very cool lightsabers on him. So it's going to be Ahsoka versus both Inquisitors. Um, we see the ghost crew kind of coming to uh, Zeb and Ezra. Zeb, Ezra, and Kanan, excuse me, they kind of all come to, and they are going to escape to the Phantom, and Kanan's like, we should help Ahsoka, and they cut to Ahsoka, and she's just, like, handling both of them at the same time, like, I think she's fine. Ezra says, I think she can handle herself. Yeah. Um, so, Ahsoka, like, I, I don't know, it's not a super long fight, but Ahsoka just beats the crap out of him, like, she disables, she, she knocks out the fifth brother within the first ten seconds. These, it, it has to feel like nothing to her. Yeah. Like, she's faced, what, Dooku, she's faced Maul. Like, these two have got to feel like nothing. Yeah, and not to mention, like, these Inquisitors, like, yeah, they're, you know, they, they're strong with the Force, and they're recruited for this. Um, but, like, the amount of battle Ahsoka has seen, just in the Clone Wars, she's fought Darth Maul. I mean, but yeah, just like, just the battle experience. Like, they have not had a, a lot of pushback. No. You know, like, so, like, it's it's kind of fair that they're fighting Kanan because he hasn't had a ton of fighting either and you got to assume the Grand Inquisitor too like well I don't know he was a duelist yeah yeah so Kanan had a moment with him but generally it seems like a fair fight because Kanan was a Padawan when everything went down he didn't have a ton of war experience but Ahsoka just her experience dwarfs these two so she immediately like knocks out the fifth brother she disarms uh, the seventh sister, and then she turns off her lightsabers and just goes into like a meditative stance. And seventh sister reignites her lightsaber and just like goes in to chop through her, and she just stops it <laughs> with her hands. She just grabs the handle and stops it. It's so cool. And then she turns off her lightsaber. She turns yeah. off the seventh sister. Just pushes lightsaber. her into like a what it, it was like. There like was a like a pillar, pillar behind, yeah. knocks her. Yeah. So Ahsoka just kicks the shit out of them. Fifth brother was out right away. Seventh sister, you know, there's there was some back and forth, but really it was Ahsoka just toying with her. Um, so we see the ghost crew they're escaping into the Phantom and taking off, and and Ezra's like, just fly close to Ahsoka. Like Kane's like, we gotta wait for Ahsoka. Like just fly to her; she'll jump up here. Um, but Ahsoka, you know, kind of puts their lightsaber up to Seventh sister and says, "You you're defeated." Then all of a sudden we see a bunch of Imperial backup arrive and she's like, no, it looks like you're defeated, this and that. Um, she's like, Lord Vader will be very excited when we give you to him, this and that. And it's at this point that the Phantom flies over and she's like, your master will have to wait. And she just does a, she runs right through them and does a massive force jump and boards the Phantom and they escape. I don't know, it was a really cool scene, seeing her fight. Like, she kicks the it's shit. the first time we've yeah. seen her as an adult fight. It's really yeah. cool. Yeah, and but, you read you read the Ahsoka book, so the her Kyber crystals came from an Inquisitor that she defeated, and then purified. Right? I yeah. think that's where they came from. I believe from. that's what it was. Yeah, because she she's hiding on this planet, and she ends up fighting an Inquisitor. And yeah, pretty sure that's what it was. I'm like 
that's like 30 books ago though. yeah i know so i do remember fighting one of the inquisitors um defeating him rather soundly um but yeah i believe that's where she got him um so our last clip of the episode is pipey given back to ura as we know ura was sent to the hangar to wait so ura was there getting out of there as well then we're going to have Kanan and Ahsoka having a little conversation. And then finally, we're going to check in with the Inquisitors on Tukupupu. Fufu! Oh, baby! Yeah, that's an authority. <laughs> that was crazy. But worth it. They're Force-sensitive. I've seen this before. A Sith Lord attempted the same thing back in the Clone Wars. But the Jedi Order stopped him. And now there's no Jedi Order to protect them. Chopper is okay. holding both I the guess that test way, falls which us is now. really sus. You don't want Chopper anywhere near this <laughs> Chopper is so chaotic, he might just throw one out of, like, a fucking airlock. Back to your mother, maybe you could come live with us Little on Little rascals playing you the like that, you? Once I get you back to your mother, maybe you could come live with us on Garel. You'd like that, wouldn't you? We would love to visit you on Garel. All right, and that's the episode. Now, the thing is, so they've been hiding out on Garel after staying in Lethal for far too long. So now I'm wondering how long, are, now that they know they're on Garel, how long are they going to stay on Garel? <laughs> another season and a half. Yeah, I'm I'm giving it at least till the end of the season. So at least like another 10, 12 episodes. Um, but that is the end of the episode. So um, the two Inquisitors have found out, um, thanks to the little rascal. Those little rascals have been coming in handy a few times for these Inquisitors. That the Ghost Crew is hiding out on Corel and the Phoenix Crew, really, for that matter. They're all there. They're all on Garel. So um, not good. Uh, what do we got for an IMDb rating on this one? IMDb is giving the future of the Force in 8.5. Strong rating. That's up there. Strong rating. I mean, you got Ahsoka fighting and... You baby Athorian. Baby Athorian. Ura, which is very uh, the oddest Athorian of all time. There's a lot going on in this episode. <laughs> you saw Maketh Tua, who... Ned they killed her again uh we got ikea baby we got ikea grandma there's a lot we got the fucking hat that just hits you right in the face when the episode starts this is the best episode of the show thus far <laughs> really no it's not <laughs> but i told the authorian historian that i would give it a 10 in jest <laughs> so on the true rating scale i'm giving it a 7.5 7.5 and about two of those points are just for the Ahsoka stuff alone. Yep. Um, but to appease our super fan, I'm giving it a 10. Okay. But just write down 7.5. What do yeah. you got? It really didn't do much for me. I loved I loved seeing all the Athorians. I loved the Ahsoka part at the end. If that would have been longer, it would have bumped it up some points. I went with, yeah. I went with seven. <laughs> okay. Just a seven. <laughs> I thought you were going to say five. <laughs> I would. F <laughs> like, not that bad. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I got to tell you, Thorian Historian, this is not the greatest piece of Star Wars media. <laughs> no. Not for me. I'm glad that you get that enjoyment. I think he's just kind of being 
a shit poster. Well, also, it's a yeah. shitload of Athorians, of course. There's a lot of Athorians. I think he probably counted 0. .5 for every Athorian, and once you add it up in the end, it's like a 25 out of 10. Also, this isn't on, on what is it, Ithor? Uh, Ithor? The... It's not Ithor. This is Chukapupa. This isn't their native planet. If it had been on their native planet, maybe that would have bumped it up. That would bump too. it up. Now, the thing with them, though, is they actually stay in like a luxurious spacecraft above the planet. Oh. They don't act like the planet is so holy to them um, that they want to leave it unscarred by any kind of technology or just industry. That was in that kid's book, wasn't it? Oh, the Athorian invasion. <laughs> you yeah. can scroll back and listen to that bonus episode. <laughs> Still our lowest downloaded episode of all time. I put some production value into that. That's good. Yeah, it was good. Okay, so a 7.5 for me. And Adam is going to drop a seven. Always look on the light side of life. Uh, light side moment of the episode for me. Uh, it's got to be the Ahsoka wink, and I'll take care of this. Like, good lord, <laughs> just professional, just an absolute pro, showing us something every time she shows up on screen. One of the greatest characters in all of Star Wars. Yep, Ahsoka to know. That is my light side. What's yours? See an adult Ahsoka with lightsabers. That's yeah. my light side. They it was cool. so cool. And yeah. the way that she walked out of those doors, and she just made such easy work of the Inquisitors. Yeah, this is a wrestler coming back to save his friends after a six-month hiatus. Very, very cool. Very cool entrance. A-plus work. If you only knew the power of the dark side... Alrighty, dark side moment of the episode. Uh, for me, it's got to be Chopper just being like, "Yeah, let's just blow the baby Chopper up with the, baby. the ship." Yeah, 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 yeah. And then they think it's a good idea to hand him not one but two of the babies and spin around in circles and like play with them. Very strange. Yeah, I don't trust Chopper with children. We've already seen him like try to kill Ezra like ten times. <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw all these milk cartons at your face and you're gonna fall off the fucking ghost at fucking, you know. 10,000 feet in the air. That chopper, man. I mean, he's hilarious. He's but a chaos agent. He's a chaos agent. Uh, what's your dark side? So I was going to go with chopper with a baby, but I'll go with my backup because you took that one. Um, I'm going to go with the fact that the treadmill got slashed in the face. Yeah. It wasn't enough that it got cut in half. It like it, yeah. showed a scar across its tiny mechanical face. Literally the coolest treadmill we've ever yes. seen. Yes. And he lasted all of 30 seconds. Yep. Zeb should just let him come with. You know, just oh, set course. the basket down. He did say you have to go as a diversion, but it lasted 20 seconds. Yeah. And Zeb didn't make Zeb could have just ran right then. Yeah. They would have avoided everything. All of it. But Zeb's lollygagging and gawking at the poor Treadwell that sacrificed their life ended up causing like half this episode to happen. I'm just getting chased around, splitting up eight times, crawling through vents. Fucking Zeb. You know, like he. You know, he saved the baby from Chopper, but then he just lazy. It's very unfortunate. Yeah, I was going to give him a point, but I don't think I'm going to give him points anymore. Anyways, all right. Thank you, Rex. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You got to give it up. Cheese. Okay, so you gotta. Ororo, Charles, Ororo, Charles. I don't impress me much. So you 
All right. Dark Horse Hero of the episode. Mandate. Get it on Mandate. Help me. Gina Carano being canceled. Candace Owens. Would you like to bring Kanye West onto the podcast? Candace Owens and Kanye West. Help me, Dennis Prager, on being canceled. I didn't even think about that until right now but th- we're not far off from oh <laughs> no hearing a corolla's podcast clone cast predictions <laughs> nostratominus <laughs> i predict it right now within a month kanye west will be with candace owens i'm going double i'm, I'm doubling down here candace owens and kanye west will appear as guests on the adam corolla show that's my prediction in a month tominus Nostratominus predicts. Watch tomorrow. I'm going to send you a screenshot. <laughs> yep. Mandate in studio. Kanye West, Candace Owens, Gina Carano. Help. I'm being canceled. Dennis Prager. Help. I'm being canceled. Dark Horse here of the episode. Uh, I got to go with Beefy Treadwell. Yes. I love Beefy Treadwell. Oh, my God. Fucking awesome. He really made an appearance. Yeah. Very sad that he was just briefly with us. Yeah. But Maybe this is the new model of Treadwell. We're going to be seeing more the and more. Basket in he was carrying too. Yeah, that, oh. that was a good basket. Yep. Now that's the kind of thing you bring to Goodwill. They're like, thank you. But like, that's what makes me think. Like, okay, what is the function of that Treadwell when it's not escorting a baby? Is it a grocery Treadwell that you can just send to the store? Yeah, and it gets you some groceries and it carries them back in a basket. This is, he is what Instacart is going to be in like oh, 20 years. I can't wait. Yeah, we're just going to have Treadwell showing up at our door with food. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody has a job anymore. No. <laughs> there's no jobs. <laughs> but still, there's some CEO somewhere that's just getting paid $10 million. I got to take up Treadwell repair classes. Yeah. Oh, my God, dude. We're going to be so fucked in like 20 years. <laughs> yeah, you know. Just wait until they collapse the entire fucking trucking industry for self-driving trucks. No, oh, yeah. That's going to be horrible. That's right around the corner. Elon Musk is the future. <laughs> Jeez. That's so sad that people worship that guy and he's just going to like literally like kill them by pushing them out of the job marketplace. That's it's, like his whole goal. It's it's cool. All those 60 year old truckers can just learn how to code. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> coding classes like every strip mall is going to have like five coding schools. <laughs> You'll see like ninja coding, you know, like. <laughs> paper week they're gonna it's gonna be like the fucking it's gonna be like the 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 froyo craze of 2015 <laughs> yeah we're like there was a froyo shop on every block and now you don't see them anywhere like it was just it, they were there and now they're gone we're gonna have like coding schools it's gonna be absurd um yeah so treadwell treadwell we're both on yeah we're both on point with the treadwell all righty then uh, Clone cast Why is so quiet? Power Rankings Talk to me Power Rankings Very exciting Okay, so Power Rankings What we do here is We are going to rate our favorite characters. Um, One, two, and three. First place gets three points. Second place gets two points. And third place gets one. And then at the end of this damn thing, we're going to add all the points up. And we're going to have an official Power Rankings list for our Rebels review. Uh, I'm not going to go through them all right now. But Hera is in first. Ezra is in second. And in third is Aqualush Bull. Aqualush Bull. But Hera has a commanding 12-point lead over Ezra. And Aqualush Bull is a whole 16 back of Ezra. So, uh, without further ado, uh, number one for this episode, I am giving it to the one, 
the only Maketh Tua. <laughs> Maketh Tua, conch gal, is getting three points from me because, hey, sleeper appearance. Sleeper appearance. It was great to see her again. She is a saucy minx, and she's really doing something for her life now that she's gotten rid of this whole fashion. I think she's dead again, but I have confidence that they will resurrect her once more. So conch gal is my number one of the week. Who's yours? I'm going with Ahsoka Tano. There you go. Favorite Star Wars character. She yeah. made a grand re-entry, and boy, was I happy to see it. All right, so Ahsoka is getting three strong points. I'm going with Ahsoka number two. Um, so, uh, yeah, for all those reasons. Very awesome appearance. Excellent stuff. Who do you got for your number, number three? Number two, I want Ezra Bridger. Oh, number he's, two, Ezra like, Bridger. It's like he picked his specialty. He's got his uh, he's minoring in connecting with other sentient beings. So it's cool seeing him actually develop a specialty force power. Sure. Okay. So Ezra is getting two points from Adam. Um, okay. So we got uh, Soka is my two. Soka's your one. Recapping. Ezra's your two. And uh, okay. Who's your uh, number three? My number three. It's not a high bar to jump over, but I went with Zeb. Zeb? Yeah. For saving the baby. Okay. And actually being a little bit sweet to it, not trying to scare it for some fucking it's reason. true. He did not kill the baby. That was good. Yeah. He protected the baby. Uh, so Zeb's now up to negative eight from negative nine. So <laughs> um, my number three for me, I'm giving it to Pipey, the Athorian baby. Um, I really thought we were going to name this episode Land to Pipey, but we have not used that bad pun once. <laughs> so, But I'm going to go ahead and give old Pipey there a point in honor of our super fan, the Athorian historian. Um, I would be remiss if we didn't mention Pipey. So well-deserved. Yep. So uh, no changes at the top, though, although Ezra is only 10 back of Hera. Very little Hera in this episode. Very disappointing. We need more Hera. Okay, what else do we got here? Oh, this. I beg your pardon, but what do you mean, naked? My parts are showing. My goodness. Oh. Oh. On um, I, I mean, uh, this is just the most obvious good hood of all time. Fucking Seuss hack guy, <laughs> opening frame. As soon as we get in that transport ship, he's the first thing you see. Stands out, uh, you know. Just you can't miss him. The guy steals the fucking show. Honorary runner-up to IKEA baby and IKEA grandma. That's mine. Okay. IKEA baby, IKEA grandma. The patterning on their outfits, very cool. Yes, very Swedish. Yeah, Isn't they like Swedish meatballs. It's either Swedish or it's uh, it, it's got some Slavic kind of connotations too. I think it's all. I'm going all Sweden. Okay, we'll have to ask our Nordic expert. He'll know to kind of give us the lowdown on the Queen of Norway situation. We need we need clarification on that. Uh, the Queen of Norway and also. Um, we need clarification on the symbol, the symbolism of Ikea baby. Is it Nordic or Slavic? So you'll know, uh, you got a homework assignment, buddy. Um, okay. So that is your good. I'm telling you, hack guy, do yourself a favor. If you think you don't want to watch this episode, watch it for 20 seconds. This guy will punch you in the fucking <laughs> face. 
This is a fashion explosion, okay? It's insane. It's absolutely insane. <laughs> All right, thank you, Yoda. Thank you, Chewbacca. Okay, so this is what we do here. This is uh, where I used to predict the tagline, because that damn Clone Wars show, that goddamn Clone Wars show, it had taglines. Like a motto of the episode. And I would predict the episode based off that tagline. We no longer have taglines. But I'm still predicting. But I'm predicting off the episode name. So, I'm assuming season 2, episode 11, Adam. What is it called? That episode's entitled Legacy. <laughs> Legacy. Okay. Legacy. Um, good lord. This has got to be some sort of Jedi shit. I would hope. Some sort of Jedi shit. All I'm right. going to go with some sort of Jedi shit. Maybe they deliver Pipey to some sort of Jedi shit, and some sort of Jedi shit trains Pipey. You think we'll see some remnant of the Clone Wars peeking through? Uh, I'll say this. I think we're going to see a Jedi temple. We're going to visit. Maybe we'll visit that temple on the fall that, that's hidden in the conch. Oh, yeah. And Pipey will receive some sort of force blessing there. I don't know. I think we'll see Pipey meeting, meeting somebody who can help him with his gift. Keep him away from the Red Blades. Maybe Ikea Baby will show up, too. That'd be fun. Yeah. I have a feeling Chopper punted Ikea Baby out of the ghost <laughs> when the cameras were off, but he seemed to take the pipey. Um, okay. Yes, yeah, so that's my prediction. Some Jedi shit. We're going to get some Jedi shit. So that's uh, Season 2, Episode 11, Legacy. Legacy. All right. Looking forward to that one. All right, Adam, where can listeners reach us? Please send us an email. We're always available to you, uh, cloncastpod at gmail.com. You can also reach out to us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at cloncastpod. Anything you want to share at the last minute? I don't know. Is there anything important? No, just thank you, everybody. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Share with a friend. You know, leave a five-star review, all that jazz. Reviewing. Oh, I do want to say this. We did not. We This was really underutilized. The biggest bass you've caught. Man, we that fucked one that up. is great. So we'll see you next time for Legacy. Until then, may the SWAT arrow be with you. The tragedy of Crispin's day. The biggest bass you've caught.